0: Four, four, four,
1: four.
2: What's up guys? Welcome back to EG Pod Thunder with your boy, the young light skin key sweat. And to my right, my guy has returned. Yeah, Flanny. Es get it, baby. The new PC, the new voice of the Providence College Flyers, baby Let's get it. And all the way to the left, my guy young Charlie has returned. Yeah, L Ray yeah. underscore Jetson. Yeah. In the Hold middle. On. And the middle, my guy Cam has returned from his hiatus, <laughs> so um, yeah, I assembled the ultimate sports podcast. Finally got L and Flanion, the rivals. You guys want to speak to that? How are you guys feeling this year? We finally we got to address it off rip well, Eagles. I forget, I forget. Cowboys. Y'all Cowboys. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, well, yeah, don't forget the Giants guy. And right? the Giants. And yeah. <laughs> the yeah. East right here. Yeah. Yeah. The East. Oh man. The, I mean, I have nothing. Why. I got nothing to argue at all. So I'm not even. I'm not even in the yeah, conversation. Yeah, I don't.
3: I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to end well for you. I don't think you'll be happy at the end of the conversation.
4: <laughs> I'll just get frustrated
1: I'm and sorry, walk out. Uh, and leave.
3: I saw a tweet yesterday. I got another buddy who's a who is a, a Giants fan, and he retweeted someone who was like, uh, "My hope for Daniel Jones this year is to be like Jared Goff." And you know, start this way and get this way. And the dude was like, "Yo, Jared Goff is a fucking number one pick who went to a Super Bowl. Like, the, the, Daniel <laughs> Jones, if he were to get to that point, would be like amazing. Yeah. Like, that's not what you think the level floor is for mm. Daniel Jones. Like, I think I know. people
4: it's, are. It's tough. I I can't even really speak on it anymore. I, I think it comes down to like discipline too. It's all coaching. Like, not maybe not all of it, because obviously like you need players, obviously too, to, that are good. But I mean, there's too many flags. Every single game is too many flags. And I don't like I said, it comes down to discipline." Um, and that Bills game was just tough to watch. There was zero Ooh. offense. I mean, both ends, both ends with the Bills and the Giants. But I mean, just tough. It's been tough.
2: Dude, that Bills game, I was watching. It was like fucking like five o'clock in the morning for me. And I want obviously the Giants to win. And I'm getting into like I'm being a Giants fan at that point. And I'm like, oh my god! So I feel so bad for Cam because I don't, <laughs> I just want them to win this one game. I can't imagine being a fan
1: mm.
2: like the end of the half execution. To end the game execution. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's like fixable? Do you think they can turn around this season, or just call it in?
4: I mean, they just need to make moves. Like they have no notable guys at all. Like if yeah, you were right. to tell like an average or ask an average NFL fan, uh, like name. Name the receiving core for the Giants. I don't think so they'd be able to do it. I, I sometimes can't do it. Yeah, I don't. All I got is Waller. I couldn't it. tell you who's healthy. <laughs> yeah,
3: like exactly. if, if Sterling Shepherd has played a game this year, mm. I'd be surprised. One and two, I wouldn't have any idea.
4: Like, like, uh, like, uh, example I, outside of football, I, <laughs> like the NHL, they brought in their. Uh, there's Zamboni driver yeah. for, uh, I forget, I think it was like the Hurricanes. Yeah, like for goalie. Yeah, they needed they, they, a backup, they needed yeah. the backup goalie. The Giants are probably going to start doing that with the popcorn guy It's <laughs> the stand. Like, they're throwing out fourth, fifth, like you know what I mean? It's ridiculous.
0: It's crazy. It's funny, because Brett had actually sent me a, 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 a reel, and it was Sterling Shepard. I was like, I didn't even know he was still on the Giants. I, I forgot. Even tell you. He's
3: always hurt. I forgot. He gets hurt every you. year at the same time. It's just like clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like, like he's uh, alright. What's that dude that became famous because he... The black dude who became famous because he would talk about all the places he would go to and then find out their HIPAA laws and then fall down and then sue them. Oh, uh, He's like famous now. Yeah, every, Charleston yeah, he Chal- just, yeah, yeah, Charleston White. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what Sterling Shepard does every year. He's like, all right, third preseason game. This is where I like tear a hamstring so I can take the next four months off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like clockwork. Who's worse, him or Devontae Parker? Because Devontae Parker is pretty old. So I, 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 I would say. Devontae
1: say, Parker. Devontae. Oh, well, I,
3: I don't, don't know. know. Where, has he played this year? <laughs> no. I yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I would say Parker separate.
4: Only because. I didn't even know Sterling the Shepherd still like
3: existed. Yeah, yeah. I would say Parker. Monte Parker just needed to get out of Miami.
4: I would say Parker just because of. I mean, he is, he's healthy. Like obviously, like, the injury comes in like a factor, but he's healthy and he's dropping balls like like oh, bad, yeah. you know, bad. Oh, and, I, I mean, Mac Jones, Mac Jones Mac yeah. Jones can't throw the ball up the sideline like at all. But you gotta help him out. when you put it in his hands. Yeah. It's like come man, on, yeah.
3: Gotta... yeah. I think the Patriots are not too far away from that. Like, mm-hmm. who are their playmakers? Oh no, they they're they're, it's they're very, very bare. Right there. That cupboard is very bare.
2: They're right there. Okay, but. So, I agree to an extent, though. I mean, Tua had Gasicki, and he was doing good before Mateo got there. And they had Devontae Parker. Patrick Mahomes had Juju, and Juju had 973 yards last year. Mm-hmm. So, where does it come to a play where people are always making excuses now for Matt? He needs weapons. Okay, those are the same weapons that Mahomes had, and then Tua—Gasicki did well with Tua. And so did Devontae Parker, well, did well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, where does it come to a play where Mag does not the best weapons, yeah. but they're also not the worst weapons? No, I don't think yeah, yeah. I think
3: there's nuance. So, like, I think, for instance, like, if I think of, a, um, you mentioned Juju. Juju in Kansas City was, what, the fourth option? Yeah. So, like, there was times where he wasn't always the fourth option. Yeah. But it's a little bit easier, I think, to get those looks and opportunities when you're not the focal point And you know, like shit, Tyreek Hill's on one side, Kelsey's on the other side. It's a little easier. Like I look at Miko Harmon, right? Hasn't done nothing, nothing for the in Jets. New York. He's gonna go back to Kansas City and he'll put up numbers off the strength of that system, mm-hmm. and it worked for him already. And they know it's an easy fix to plug him in. So I think it's a little bit of both. Because Gesicki, like week one against the Eagles, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, he might be promising in that spot. So I think I think it's a little bit of both. I think change of scenery. Culture is different. Like obviously yeah. the Miami culture is different than the Patriots culture. We know one seems to be paying off right now and the other one certainly isn't. So I think there's a little bit of context there. But yeah, I think it's also where like you just gotta be realistic. Like is Mac the guy that can get the most out of other guys? Probably, Probably not. not. There's certain quarterbacks who can squeeze every bit of talent out of players. Mm-hmm. There's some who can do the opposite and will have that reverse effect. I
0: think the perfect example is is Tom Brady in New England. For a long period of time, yeah. there's a bunch of no name guys that he's given mm-hmm. a name based off like them just being able to make plays. And then so I think a lot of like the expectation from Patriots fans comes from Brady being able to yep. do it. So they're like Mac Jones, you should be able to do it too. And that was and that's never gonna happen. Yeah, no, they still
2: are happened. though. Like on Patriot Twitter, I went to page uh, Pats. Paul Prit, whatever the fuck that thing is called, and people are like going, like defending Mac. They're like, oh, they're like it's not Max' fault. Give him another year. It's not on him,
0: though. I will say it's not on him.
3: It's not. All
4: it's him a me- and well. New England is a mess. If we're yeah. really being realistic, it's estate. just. I think it's more notable on him. Like obviously, yeah. obviously, it all goes back to the quarterback. But it's it's so bad. It's like to a point where some people are saying he's probably one of the worst, if not the worst, quarterback in the NFL. Like, and it, I worked for um, Channel Twelve in the summer. I, I saw that first hand in the practice. Yes, he yeah. looked horrible. Like, I'm not, like, <laughs> oh, and that's, that's, that's minicamp. Yeah, that's that's mini camp. Like, it's horrible. And I'm not a Patriots fan, but it was fun to cover the Patriots. I'm like, oh, now that I have kind of like an insight to it, I'm going to, you know, pay attention to see how they do throughout the year because I'm not there now. But, um, You know, Picking up where he left off (laughs) In practice in the summer And it's weird Because his rookie year
3: right? Like Matt came out I had very low expectations For Matt coming out Mm -hmm. Because I'm like I have watched him in Alabama Just like most Alabama quarterbacks Game manager Didn't have to do a lot Even like When Tua was out of Alabama It was such an outlier Because it was like Oh wow This guy can do things on his own He doesn't need Five star here Five star here Five star here He had it But whereas When Matt got there I'm like yeah I don't know This is going to translate Like Mm -hmm. it's not much different Than a lot of these guys Who've won at Alabama Then he has that rookie year Where it's just like Oh oh, shit, actually, he is a little better. He, yeah, he yeah. does all the the basic things that you expect from a, a smart guy. Or like, you know, all those all those blur, like key, uh, keywords you throw out for the white guy, white guy especially the white <laughs> quarterback. It's like he's a game manager. He's he's, yeah. yeah, like he's got sneaky good athleticism, like all these things. But he did, <laughs> yeah. and then now you see him regress, and you wonder, like, what is what is really behind the regression? Mm-hmm. It's probably a multitude of things, right? It's mm-hmm. never just one thing, but yeah. like, is it coaching? Is it the playmakers? Does he not have any confidence? Like, what is it? A lot of
0: it last year was offensive coordinator when you have Matt Patricia yeah. running like a your- Defensive coordinator, yeah. special teams guy. Yeah, it makes no sense. So you're like, all right, so this year they bring back, what's his face? Uh, I forgot his name. Brian. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien yeah. Yeah. Um, they bring him back, and you're like, all right, so at least you have a guy that's done this before. At the bare minimum. Yeah, proven. Regardless of if he's good or not. He's, and he a was guy with that's him done, at yeah, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So he's done this before. So you're like, the, the expectations, obviously, they're a little bit higher at that point. Because you're like, all right, it should be better than last year. At the bare minimum, better than last year. And it's not. It looks probably
2: just as bad. So finish off on the Patriots, because one fuck them. I'm loving every <laughs> second of this. So nice. first question. You can go L this way first. Are you keeping... Actually, yeah. Keep a Mac. No. What? No. Are you keeping Mac for no. next
4: year? No. I mean, well,
2: they probably will. I think well, they I should
0: look at uh uh See, Belichick be... too. But
2: uh, that, that's what, that's the next question.
3: Yeah. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep Mac. Not if you want to win.
2: I would definitely would not keep Mac. Absolutely not. As a Dolphin fan, please keep <laughs> Mac. Cables. Don't have to worry about that motherfucker or, or the forever. But um, that being said, who should be in charge of making that decision? Should Belichick still be the GM? Slash coach? Should he stay as one? Stay as the other one? What do you think? What's the thoughts on that? I think
0: I I think he should like Kraft has to have has to have a conversation where it's like, hey, listen, you can be the head coach, but GM wise, we're gonna go in a different direction. Cause they've dropped the ball way too many times. You you get so many passes. Like even like I think of the Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb thing. Like, that's They're, crazy.
3: Nine out of ten man, draft man. picks yeah. over the last ten years are head scratchers.
0: Yeah, you're like so you, you only get so many of those passes. As great as he's been as a coach, you can't take that away from him. But at some point, you have to be like, all right, like we like we don't want to treat you in any way where you haven't d- done well. You haven't been – like, you know what I'm saying? You've been great to us. So we don't want to let you go as a coach. But in terms of what we're going to do and moves and bringing people in, we're going to go in a different direction.
4: My guy, Cam, what do you think? Agree with that? I'm going to agree with that too. Like just bouncing off of that, um, when a team wins, they look at the players. When a team loses, it's it's always the coaching from a fan aspect at least. Um and you know, obviously the Patriots aren't playing well, so every everything goes on Bill because he is the GM too. So I feel if someone like um, like I don't know if a different GM was in that position, and you know they get more pieces, better like they don't they didn't the free agent pickups that they had weren't bad. They're not no. bad pickups at all. One, they're not producing, and two, it's just it all falls on Belichick, like we were saying at the end of the day. So I think they got to make a different GM move, but keep him as the head coach.
2: Yeah, but even GM like defensive like. Wise, he picks them great. I mean, you can't complain about the defense. I mean,
4: the draft is where, like, he was saying, like, a little iffy. That's where you got to kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess they
2: didn't draft Judon, but I mean, even Christian Gonzalez would have, he probably would have won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he was doing great. I'll give him that. That was a good pick. Yeah, he doesn't miss as much on defense, at least. Offense, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, horrendous. So, I mean, there's no defensive GM or offensive GM, but I mean, it's tough. I mean, something's got to be done. I mean, I think I'm more on my end probably just both. I don't think you keep him because, like, I think his type of coaching isn't with this era. You know, like, you know, like me and Elroy went to Saints. They got rid of Sar because apparently behind the scenes, like, he wasn't meshing with the players. At that point, you just get old. Like, you just get old and you're not meshing with the new generation. He's, like, 70 years old.
4: He's done with after that. If they leave him, like, let him go. I don't think he coaches. He's the, the yeah, 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 he, yeah. he has There's to. No way. He coaches
1: again.
2: There's no way. Any final thoughts on that, Flannies, agree or? No, no, I think it's it's tricky. And I've
3: seen, I think it's so nuanced because of his track record, right? Like it's not often you see somebody win that much and then they get to this point in their career. Like either you see somebody who's won this much and they go out on top, they're winning um, or they choose to leave before this starts to get really sketchy. And I think Bill, we know Bill's a very, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's Bill, right? Like yeah. he's who he is. He's always been who he is. It's not going to change. So my thing is like, I think, Best case scenario for Pats, yes, he steps away from the GM role, which honestly he probably should have done five years ago. Mm-hmm. Steps away from – and I get it. Like, you know, I think back of Bill Parcells. He's like, well, you want me to cook the food? I want to shop for the groceries. I understand that. But I think in this NFL and also just the, where that team is, like it's easier to be head coach and GM. When you have Tom Brady, and yeah. when you have all these pieces, and when you know you're going to win your division every year, and it's a little easier, right? When you're now having to do all this extra work to put together a roster, then coach that roster, it's different. That's why not many people can do it at that level. So I think best case scenario would be him step away from GM and be the head coach. But how, how do you say that to him? How do you have that conversation? That's a tough. How one. do you, Robert Kraft, I mean, go to his speak for office? Itself, like no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like, if I, if and if I'm Bill Belichick, if I'm sitting there and you're Kraft and you come to me and say, "Hey, Bill," You've done this for 20-plus years. We need you to take a step back. In my conscious mind, I can say you're right. If I'm Bill Belichick with Mm. all the Super Bowl rings, I'm like, well, fuck you because you don't get here without me, right? Mm -hmm. And we all know all these guys have egos, whether you're a coach or a player. I think so often we talk about the players' egos, but we don't think about the coaches' egos or GMs or whatever. Like They're still at the top of the mountain in their respective positions and careers. So I think that's ideal, but I don't know how that conversation happens. So that's why I think the most... I don't know if it's the most likely, but I think what should happen is he should just leave. Like yeah. you should say, hey, listen, this isn't working. There's no need for you to smear your mm-hmm. legacy anymore right off into the sunset. You've done everything you could do as a coach. No one's ever going to dispute yeah. that. So just go. Then you can finally hit the reset button. Because if you're the Patriots, and this is why, this is where as a non-Patriots fans, I I enjoy it. Because it's like you either hit that. the reset button or you don't. You don't rebuild half-assed. That in between, you, yeah. Is, like you, you don't just think, there. oh, we're gonna have one kind of off year and then come back and win it. Like that doesn't happen unless you're the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Like it just doesn't happen in any sport. You don't see it. So like they need to fully commit to the rebuild, hit the reset button, and basically scrub that whole building of anybody who was like that Brady era and hit the
2: reset button because it's just not gonna work otherwise. But if your Belichick came against you, can't stress first. What would you do? I don't know what he is. He's like maybe ten wins away from beating Shula's mm-hmm. all-time record. Are you sticking around years. to beat that? That's what I'm saying. It might <laughs> take five more years to beat that. Record. Uh, like
4: he's not gonna get it this year. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like does it, if if I'm him, I don't know. That's tough because I've already got the Super Bowl rings. Like who's who's gonna match that? that and that's no not much. gonna happen. I mean, it, it, it Andy, could happen. He. Yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna take so long for that to happen. And like no. with this record too, it took it's gonna take so long for somebody to get it. And he's almost there. So, man, if I'm him, I mean, I'm him. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I would listen, like, I would hear out Robert Kraft. Like, if he was like, all right, like, we want you to stay as the head coach, but we don't want you to be GM. I'm, I'm going to be, like, obviously, like, like Flanny said, like, I mean, it's, eh, I don't know. It's tough. I tough. We stay, know, though. Their relationship say, hasn't always been the easiest yeah, relationship
3: yeah. either. You know, Brady was always kind of in the middle of that. Kraft was a Brady guy. Brady was a Kraft guy. And Bill was always a bit of the outlier. Yeah. And I think now that is just so heightened.
2: If he gets fired, would you want him on the Giants? No. <laughs> I mean, we've already, well, we've, on already had, we've already had that for a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was
4: coming up in the league, but um, no. I mean, I mean, I'm not on good terms with Dable right now, but <laughs> <laughs> he's on thin ice too. Yeah, Belichick's. I just feel like Belichick's checked out. Like if he's. If all this stuff's happening, it's up in the air. I feel like he's just, I mean, he should be done with it. He's in his 70s. go retire and You know, enjoy his be. life because he's already got all these things. He just
2: got married, bro. Enjoy yeah. your wife. So that's no Belichick. <laughs> right. No Belichick. Do you want Daniel? Are you riding with Daniel Jones? Are you sticking by your newly paid quarterback? Yeah.
4: Uh, that was a mistake. I don't think that he should have got that much money. Uh, or Yeah, any substantial amount of money at all. But the same thing with Saquon. Like, I'm glad they uh, they signed him for one year. Cause you know, kind of test him out. He's just injury prone. Like when he's healthy, yeah, he's one of the best backs in the league. But, but he's got to be healthy. He's got to be on the field. Same thing with Nick Chubb now. Like he just Yo. had a crucial injury. Oh, is he still going to be a top back, or is he not going to be the same now because
3: of that injury? And it oof. sucks, man. Because I'm all for the running backs getting paid. But, but then you see, like, it right well, now, none, of them, right them really yeah, none right of them are. Yeah, none of them are. You no, know, like I was all for Jonathan Taylor holding out to get his money. Jacob's trying to get his money. All these guys trying to get their money. But it's just like, yo, the proof is kind of in the pudding, guys. And then, that's the oh, worst yeah. part about it. And look,
4: then
2: look rookie, at Dalvin Cook now, like Dalvin yeah, Cook. yeah, Dalvin Cook. I Dalvin, love Dalvin Cook. Dalvin he's, Cook, J.T. You guys have said, should
3: probably be the third option in the Jets. One hundred percent. That's sad, but 100%. should
2: be. But and that being said, you know you chase those cornerbacks like the Dolphins supposedly were. We pass on both, and then A-chan comes out third game, rookie uh-huh. going off. He has yeah. he's missed. He hasn't played three games and he's still, still second, lucky. or I think he may be still first. So it's like, it's kind of to the it. Like you said, why you pay have, you a running to. back when you get a rookie leading the league?
0: It's it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's, it's really it's really tough. Like because on paper, like we see it from where we're where we're sitting. You're like, bro, pay these guys. These guys do yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they carry your team. You can't win without having a good run game. You get what I'm saying? It's the balance. But then, again, Saquon's hurt. Like, Nick Chubb yeah, gets hurt. Yeah, at the Super
3: like, Bowl. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Was, like, like, he was the one who made the big plays for the yeah. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, we had Miles Sanders had his best year ever last year. We let him walk because mm-hmm. it just wasn't worth paying him the yep. money. You know, like, we got Swift. Thankfully, it worked out. But even then, with Gainwell and Penny and Boston Scott, like, they would have ran with that. They yeah. weren't giving him money no matter what. So, even when you, like, as a player, you know they're important, the business is the business. And it sucks, but it's also, like, you can kind of see why, you mm-hmm. know?
2: Business to business camp. So you're letting next year Daniel Jones, or you you want reset?
4: I mean, I just kind of want a whole reset because I mean, like I said, like the average NFL fan probably can't name like the core wide, wide receivers for the Giants. It's just because there's a new there's a new like a bunch of different lines going out every week. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like a hockey team. It could be yeah. Wa- well Wayne Dale Robinson going out there, or it could be like Darius Slayton. I mean, Darius Slayton's a little bit more well known. Yeah. Like I think keep him. Like he's he's got potential, but. At the same time, it's like you've got no name guys. You need like Saquon's like again, when he's healthy, one of the best backs in the league. So you know that, right? You know that name is gonna bring in attraction. If you got guys that aren't gonna produce like in the similar position with the Patriots, Mac Jones isn't producing, so that's not gonna reflect on his receivers. You know what I mean? It goes hand in yeah. hand. If Daniel Jones isn't playing well and he's got nobody to throw to, it's like how and are you no gonna protection. win games that way? You're not gonna win games that way. So yeah. I think reset that, kind of evaluate it this year. I mean, he was hurt last week, so um, you know, I mean, you kind of—it's—it's it's still. I don't think it's early anymore. It's like halfway through the season now, so I yeah. think pull the trigger and just reset. And just you know, I mean, we've been in a rebuild year for how long now? Like we had a promising <laughs> yeah. promising year last year.
3: <laughs> Since Eli, yeah,
4: all went down the yeah. All to, down
3: and, down. and it's funny because they—they didn't give Daniel Jones the money that Hurts got. Or that, you know, Herbert and, and Burrow and you know, all guys, but they gave him so much, but it was enough to where they were like, okay, we're not going to give you that top five money. We're going to give you really, really good money. We're going to use the rest of that to try to build a team around you. Yeah, but that hasn't worked. Like, I forgot who was the receiver that they got last year. They paid him all that money who had like one catch all year from Detroit. Oh. Um, was it? Kenny Kenny Gallagher? He's not still there no, anymore, no, is no. he? Yeah. So like... Oh, wait, no. He might be like, I don't know. Maybe. Who exactly <laughs> knows, right? <laughs> like He's problem. just living in an apartment somewhere in New York. But <laughs> So like no you idea. have those where it's like you want... You purposely are like, okay, we're going to build around this quarterback. And then you don't. Or you try to and it doesn't work. And then it's like, well, what the hell do you do? Because you purposely didn't give Daniel Jones all the money in the world. But... Free agent. (laughs) He's He's on the Six catches last year. He had six catches. Oh, no, he's free agent. Yep, he's free agent. Yeah, six catches for 81 yards (laughs) last year. That's crazy. And they paid him crazy money. I know that much. So Mm -hmm. it's like. That's another one that they just can't see. Darren Waller, it, right? too. Like, Waller too. I love yeah. Waller. I was
4: I was so hyped for Darren Waller. And like- the the
3: only time I've seen Darren Waller recently was when he was hugging Kelsey Plum the other night. <laughs> <of> the <game. laughs> not yesterday. I haven't seen him on a football field or at least not doing anything effective in, in changing a game. And it's oh yeah, like- they gave him all the money and it made so much sense when they made that move. I was like, wow, it's a really good move. Yeah.
2: But it's just it for whatever reason, it's just not working. Are you like, are you devastated? Like, did you have high hopes coming into the season?
4: I wouldn't say hi, but, I mean, I was a little bit – it was it was promising, yeah, but it's just kind of how crazy and how drastic of a downfall it was. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I didn't think we were going to start the year 1-5 and five no. or whatever we are now. Like, I thought it was going to be – Building of last year. Building of last year, maybe not off to that hot of a start. I didn't think Dable was going to come out how he did. Like, he, just, he just doesn't know how to control his team. He's got no disciplinary acts towards both sides of the ball. There's always a flag. Almost every possession there's a flag on uh, the Giants' end. If it's defense, yeah. offense, the lines are just – too jumpy one there's too many holding calls it's just it's they're not disciplined you can see that and then in that last game against uh buffalo i mean there was no flag called on waller that was bad that was i just bad. think that was that was a i, don't, I didn't that like the play bad. at all that yeah. was a terrible yeah. play call no, no like, yeah, it
3: wasn't it was it was a bad call
4: i don't know it's just it, it goes hand in hand it's not all on the team because the team isn't well put together i get that but it's the coaching too so it's it's the all whole right. organization in general
2: for sure but you weren't alone my boy patrick big football fan he said this was september before week one Bills being the Giants, my Super Bowl prediction. So you weren't alone. Damn, I'm still right on mind. Point. Dolphins over. Super Nine's Bowl prediction? Baby. Yeah, that's Super Bowl wild. prediction.
3: And he's a Barcelona fan too. This this makes me sad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said he's a Bills over Giants. I mean, that's it. crazy. Bills, and he, he's a I mean, Patriot fan. So he was. What was what was he smoking? Oh no, oh no. I'm still right on mind smoking though. I will say pass. the
0: NFC is weak. There's on there's really what four teams in the NFC. That's
2: what, you guys aren't done.
3: But I, but I no no, 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 not like, you. Him. Oh, you guys are no, Giants yeah, are based done. We, should the t- t- we, should yeah, we should just tank. I think we should just tank at this, this point. point. Cuz and that's the thing it's like what do you would you want to be 9 and 7 tank or, or get 9 Caleb and Caleb like yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like, the thing. If I, you could get Sutherland. Caleb Williams like yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like NFC it's funny cuz I think the NFC is a like everybody of course is going into it like oh there's maybe two or three good NFC teams, everything else in the AFC But it's funny because I don't know if the AFC is kind of rounded in a shape the same way like Kansas City hasn't looked like, like the scary, yeah. unbeatable mm. Buffalo has been yeah. hit or miss. Jets Miami's been really, really good. But then even the one Buffalo outlier, like, what the fuck happened there? Hey, so, like, we it, there's no. The crazy. I think no on paper, teams. they just look better. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. It's like there's no, I don't think that same certainty. And I think in the NFC, like, I look at Detroit. I look at a couple of teams. like, oh, actually, this might be a little more competitive than we thought. Mm-hmm. Get
2: into it. Now we finally get into the, the bait. That's why I put you guys to different sides. So why don't you guys fight each other? <laughs> we got a couple weeks. <laughs> we got
0: a couple so couple that's weeks. that's on that's on Grayson's birthday, so that's a big day. Well he's an Eagles he's fan a, anyway. He's a big so, tweeter guy. He's an Eagles he fan. Roots on, <laughs> so so he roots for whoever's on. He roots for whoever's on. You're, but, you're and, a Dallas fan, right? Eh? I'm a Dallas he's fan. A, and oh his man.
2: son's mother is an Eagles yes. fan. Yes. What's the odds of that?
0: Gray, so, gray's
3: Grayson, yeah. eagle gray's an Eagle. Yeah, I <laughs> got to watch that game alone. <laughs> so he likes it.
0: He likes it, but he—I think he likes the Eagles because it's an eagle, and he's really yeah. into animals. You get know what I'm saying? Nice
3: color. <laughs> you know, he can root for a black quarterback In Jalen Hurts, and not. Dak Prescott. <laughs> you and Dak in the same color. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, listen, i probably got mistaken for Dak now that he's, like, bald. I don't like it because I'm like, I don't want people thinking I'm Dak Prescott. you see some of the fans like, is yeah. that Dak Prescott? I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to get a Beijing so I can look
2: like Hertz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a, f- a fade. Skin fade. Oh.
3: So,
2: was, let's, let's ant. Let Flanny answer first. Who's finishing first in the division? Don't be shy because Elvira's here now. No, no, no.
3: I this I, I haven't seen anything from the Eagles to this point, even with the loss to the Jets this week, that make me feel like we still don't win the division. Not to say that it won't be competitive. I think Dallas will hang around. They always do. Um, I even think Monday's game, like that's a game Dallas loses a lot of the time. They yeah, just do they they sh- yeah, it. December, have been they should find yeah. a way to lose that one. And if it was December, they probably would have found a way to lose that wouldn't have surprised right? me. But I think Dallas has done some good things. That defense is legit. Even with, uh, what's his name, going Diggs. out, they're still Diggs, good. Yeah. They, they're, they were going to be good. You have Parsons. It's going to be good. The thing for Dallas, it's for me, is the same thing every year. Is, is the offensive line going to stay healthy? Because when they don't. Naturally, it translates to Dak running around and making mistakes so on the running game not getting started. I do think Pollard is good, but it's it's a little different without Zeke back they there. They don't have the one-two there's punch. No, there's, no, yeah, there's no one-two punch. There's no security blanket. Uh, and we know Dak can be up or down, hit or miss. But honestly, I think if the Eagles play to their level, I don't think there's anybody in the division that should beat them. Uh, and I think even now, five and one, I'll take five and one. I mean, I'm not mad at it. We have not played... The to the level I think we could to the level we played last year at all yet. So that makes me feel a little more confident. And I know everybody's saying you don't want to peak now at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they need to continue to put it together? Sure. Should they have lost that game to the Jets? No. But if you turn the ball over four times against anybody in the NFL, you're going to lose. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter who they are. And the Jets defense is legit. That offense is what it is. But that defense is like a top five to 10 defense far and away. Uh, even without their top guys, so yeah, the, I, I don't I haven't seen anything yet that makes me feel like we don't win the division unless, God forbid, the injuries and the injuries have killed us. Like our whole defense is second unit, third yep. unit, but as long as that stays good, I, I think we win the division.
2: L, rebuttal? bottle.
0: Uh. <laughs> So of course I'm gonna say I think Dallas is gonna win the division only because I'm a Dallas fan. I'll I'll say this though, so I don't think the Eagles have fully put it together yet. They they haven't reached their full potential, which is scary. Um, Our defense is on point. Our defense carries us, and that's great, but it's also concerning at the same time because if the defense isn't doing, say the defense is having an off game, we need the offense to be able to at least keep up. You get what I'm saying? Um, so, for me, like, the big thing, even in the Arizona game, was the offense couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that was the concerning. For all this, we we bring in Brandon Cooks. Tony Pollard's our guy. CeeDee Lamb's the number one. But we can't do anything on offense. Dak was being looking like the Dak we all know. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, um, being a Dallas fan, I'm a realistic one, though. I'm super realistic. Like, Dak, I'm not super 100% on Dak. As much as I love Dak, um, I'm not 100%. But, bo- like, if someone else became available that was better, like... I wouldn't be mad
3: at it. You want to trade for Kirk Cousins right now? No, no, no,
0: not Kirk. Not Kirk. (laughs) But, like, again, I think... Tony Pollard, we have really high hopes for Tony Pollard. He hasn't hit that point it's, yet. Something seems awful. Yeah, he, he doesn't is that,
3: look. Is it the injury lingering? Yeah. He doesn't look he like is, himself. His
0: threshold was a broken ankle, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that second
3: gear we were used to seeing. He, he, we and seen maybe it, it's because you go from change of pace back to number one. It's different now, right? Yeah. The focal point. You're the game plan for the defense when they watch film. But he just doesn't seem yeah. like himself.
0: He doesn't have that switch. Like We've seen it uh, against the Chargers. He broke free. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a touchdown. And then Usually. he got caught. And I was like, I was thrown off. I was like, wait, what, what happened? It's that necklace he's wearing.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the Q color? What, what is that?
2: I'm, I, I don't so know what I think what is. it is is like, you remember it. back you know in that the day, ears, the neck I, thing?
3: I neck. It? Yeah, no, it's like a it's uh, like a neck roll. Oh so like wait. the old school yeah, linebackers yeah. used to wear the neck rolls. Yeah, they would wear those obviously because it was supposed to help with concussions It's like a stability thing. So obviously that old school big bulky thing it's has not been phased ideal. out. I'm yeah. assuming this Q collar. It's now I've so. seen the commercial 70 times. Really, it's I, haven't him, I haven't seen one. Pollard and then there's a, a white linebacker. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> he uh, they're the two spokesperson for the Q collar. I've literally seen this commercial a million times in the last week. Uh, maybe because I was in Dallas and it was on TV, uh, but yeah. I'm assuming it's one of those things. But I'm like this little ass thing. What is that how? supposed to do? Yeah, like, it, it probably sends these shock waves. It's probably like the copper fit for your neck. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I'm like, how does that help you if God forbid you get uh, hit in that type of situation? So it can't. Since you're in the middle between these two guys. That's why I put you in between them. Be the voice of reason. So you know, unfortunately, your Giants aren't gonna win. The Commanders. Uh, who's winning the division? Yeah. The Commanders.
4: No. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of just checked out with football, with <laughs> to be honest, but... Um. I want to know what this conversation between you guys would be like, like off camera. Like, are you guys like no?
3: It's, it's, the, same it's the same conversation. Same thing. It's yeah, conversation. yeah, yeah. We're, we're not. Yeah, like we're
0: super passionate about our teams, but it's like you know, like. But what, but it what
3: was, was it last time? Because last time we were here, Cam, we were commenting on El's Super Bowl. Was it a Super Bowl prediction? I think my yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we came yeah. on. Me and L came yeah. on
4: the week before, and then we did. Yes. One. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because we played. We rolled. Yeah. We rolled the footage. Yeah. Yeah. And I was safe to say, I think I was spot on now.
0: Uh, I had Cowboys Bills. I was not there, not right in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. But like I said, I, I think the Cowboys. I have to say the Cowboys win the division. I can't physically say the Eagles. I, and, I can't. And it's
3: the thing is, like it's it's not a wild thing to say. No, Like, yeah. They're only one game behind. We mm-hmm. play in two weeks, so things could shape up where they win that. They're now leading the division. We know the Cowboys are competitive. Every year, they're in the same spot. It's just one of those where, like, yo, you got to show me before I believe it. And I think for everyone, right? Yeah, like because every it's year like, it's, it's with been Dallas. it 20 it's like... years, <laughs> so, like, more than 20. Like, we need to see it in order to believe it, and I think everybody knows that. And it's just – and I'm in the same thing. I'm like, could they win? Absolutely. Mm. Will they? Mm. I'm not going to believe mm. it until I see it because yeah. it's just
2: Dallas. Like, yeah. it just is what it's it is. They put in. themselves in that box. Yep. You're betting your money, Cam. Who are you picking? Cowboys or Eagles?
4: I can't stand either team, but I'd probably go with the Cowboys. Just mm. oh. A little racency bias, but probably go with the Cowboys.
3: He yeah. wants the, uh, the scene from uh, uh, The Dark Knight where the, the field just crumbles. Just crumbles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants to see happen. In a perfect world. Yeah. Who do you hate more, Eagles or the Cowboys?
4: Oh, my God. That's tough. I'd probably say the Cowboys, honestly. Yeah. Cowboys too. Even though I'm picking too. them, but i probably say the Cowboys sense. Eagles say fans the same. Suck like too. That People
3: though. ask me all the time, they're like, what well, do you hate more? And A lot of people would say the Giants because they're so close and mm-hmm. it makes sense. And I'm mean, it's the Cowboys. Yeah. I, it's, I hate the I Cowboys up, more I, than, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, they hated were a team. I could not stand <laughs> Growing <laughs> up, and like for me, I being a little older, I cool. grew up in the 90s. So it was when they were dominant. Like, 93, 94, 95, 96 are my earliest memories of football. And they were this super team. So like it's easy to be like yo fuck Dallas I don't ever want to see them be successful like I'm surprised you say that you
4: hated Romo like I mean (laughs) some I mean I get it like I'm like so like love or hate with Eli like I loved Eli like love him so much I love him now too but. Watching him some games, I'm like what the what, what is, is this guy, guy doing? That's how I felt oh, like about he Romo. He would look yeah. like he was in a day sometimes, like all those memes of him. Like he and would do that game thing. after game. Like
3: if you look at stats and performances, Romo and Eli's careers are probably very, very similar. Yeah, right? except yeah. one of them has two rings. Yep. Like well, that's that's it. And a lot of times that could be the difference mm-hmm. of quarterbacks. You know this with yeah. Marino. 100%. He did every and everything you could do as yeah. a quarterback, but didn't win the ring.
0: yeah And then Six. you have
3: guys, you know, you have the Trent Dilfas of the world and the, the Brad Johnsons of the world who win Super Bowls and you don't remember them, but it's like yo they got a ring yes that counts so, for something yeah, yeah. It, and i think quarterback specifically like i think of a lot of sports quarterback is probably most dependent you could be a star but if your team's not good it doesn't matter yeah like mm-hmm. it just really doesn't yeah. matter like especially between offense defense where like at basketball we've seen lebron carry teams to championships yeah that's very hard De- to do in football yeah.
2: very hard to do in football i have, I have a topic on my mind, but to end off this conversation does anybody care about washington no, I don't, uh, what is their record? I
1: Who is their quarterback? Was like in general, you're like, oh, I hate the, <laughs> I the Cowboys, I hate the Giants, no, I hate the Eagles, because it's
3: just like they they've never really been good or competitive, you know. Since we've been around, they have a year right now, and then right now they're supposed to be good. You look at their defense on paper; they're supposed to be a top five defense. You look at their offense; they all oh, they got weapons, they got this. Just never happened.
0: Yeah. I couldn't. I can, The only I, person I know on that team is Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And, and he hasn't done Chase Is Chase Young
3: still on there? Yeah. Is he? would a quarterback? Know? Sam Howell? Yeah. yeah. Sam okay. Howell's a quarterback. Yeah, so, and like, he's actually not playing terrible. Yeah. No. All things considered, he's played okay for a rookie who has a limited skill set at this point. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, they're just, you can never depend on them. And honestly, I think it's just bad karma because their owner's a scumbag. Or their <laughs> former fast. owner. Fast. Now it's like Magic Johnson who owns, yeah. Not, yeah right. owns, he owns every <laughs> team in every league. He owns fucking Commanders. I don't know. Yeah, he just recently, Whoever just. Recently, oh, purchased him. He was part of that group. Yeah.
2: First off, I still call them the Redskins. Yeah, I, no, I, I can't too. call them the Commanders. It's, it's hard. Not it's weird,
4: I guess the Redskins. That it's South hard. Park episode with the they kept mocking the Redskins, like how they're <laughs> it's just like a poverty franchise
2: to. and everything. But uh, what I was gonna say was you're talking about LeBron carrying a team and something like quarterbacks can't do that. This topic obviously because now betting is legal. Cam, what's your thoughts first? Do you think this whole thing that NFL scripted? Like, I just, <laughs> what are your thoughts? There's no I way. Mean, but there's sometimes it's weird because there's that uh clip I sent it to Brett the other day. The Rams and like Seahawks game, the spread was like three and a half or some shit, and the Rams ran to the line. There's no way they could win. They just kicked the field goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. to yeah. get it Miche, closer. they had money on that. Yeah, and it's ruined the it's ruined recently. the fucking Wasn't spread. That, mm. It was he recently is, this year. Yeah, it was and a couple like, weeks ago. Why did they do that for me? Yeah. definitely had money on that game. So it's like that when I seen that, I'm like mm. That's fucking weird. And even Brad was like, that is super fucking
0: yeah, weird. Yeah, like, what?
2: Why? Because so
0: like, he, he bet on the
3: game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was shade. I saw that. I'm like, McVeigh, the only answer is McVeigh took the over or the under or whatever the, whatever the spread, whatever it was, he had, he must have had it because it may have made no sense.
4: I just think it's like, obviously, the players never want to, even in like a tanking situation, they don't want to lose. They, every player wants to win and go play their hardest, right? But if, like, that Ram situation, those, if that was the case, the players are getting something, the coaches are getting something. It's all like a, a like money scheme. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think players want to do that. But if there's like an incentive, obviously they're gonna try to do it and try to finagle the league and go around it. But I don't know. I gotta look deeper into that. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's rigged just because of the like the from a player aspect. I just think that like why would they want to be doing these things unless they're getting paid like behind the scenes? Yeah. But,
0: yeah, Sean McVay was definitely on DraftKings that night. Yeah. Yeah. Under Eat something under Shane
4: Sean McShay and making a bet. <laughs> like we seen it with like we seen it with like the refs, like the NBA refs. There's been documentaries on refs that have yeah, oh, yeah Tim Donahue yeah. So like it, situations Even There was like a that. recent
3: ref. There yeah. was a uh, more recent, more recent ref who just did uh, was was doing some. They found out some was doing some shady then stuff. Then they stepped I don't know down. Or if he retired. Or retired yeah, or stepped down, was, And yeah. Then they found mm-hmm. out that there was some funny stuff going on. It's Oh,
2: an NBA, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, He's a black ref. The I can't, rem- I can't rem- remember yeah.
3: his name, he had been in around. Oh, for a he told long someone time. pretty much
2: like to, essentially a like, go fuck yourself. I'm gonna fuck you over essentially. And then he reported <laughs> and him. then it happened. I mean, yeah, it happened. Then he he told us like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and then he yeah. stepped down for the playoffs.
3: It happens. Like look at I mean, look at all now the more and more NFL guys we've seen get caught for gambling. Yeah. Um, like, it's, and, and like, my thing is, just like, and this is where I think it's very hypocritical of the league to be like, yo, you literally make billions of dollars every year off of the betting and being a part of the sports books and being connected and all these things. And like, sure, I get that it's a conflict. You don't want guys betting on their own games, et cetera. But like, yo, if they're betting on themselves to win, like, I, if anything, good. Now you got more incentive to go out there and play hard. Yeah. Like, it's just, how do you really police it? You can't. That's the and problem. And it's like you're policing the players, but you're telling me can't that the the assistant linebackers coach who nobody knows is not also betting out there? Because yeah. it's just like, it, it yeah. can't be, there's no way it's, to get everybody.
0: It's tough. I think um, I think the players should be able to bet, just not on their own games. The problem is, like you said, you can't put, how do you know? You don't. There's no, unless you have like... These specific accounts that are that are like the NFL has like mm-hmm. the access to be able to view and things like, but then like at that point, are you doing too much? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah,
3: yeah. Because that's also like that's a, a personal thing, yeah. right? Like it's someone's personal finance, whatever they're doing. Like how do you police that? It's it's, a, yeah, it's a very slippery slope, and I get it. Like from the integrity standpoint, you don't want nobody going out there, you know, betting on the other team and then going out there and just doing some wild <laughs> shit, right? Like not showing up, like like they they're a giant playmaker. It's just it's, it's you don't want that to happen, but also. Oh, yeah, man. like it probably has been happening. So,
2: yes, yeah, it's, it's a little brutal. we also about Romo right here. Um, trying to pull this one up. Is this Romo? Nope. <laughs> this one is Romo. Have you guys heard of this? Okay, after you got Cam, he does some, some sideline interviews and oh, commentary. No,
1: one more. Yeah, I have seen Can't that. <laughs> there it is.
0: Good job. Good job. Come on. The body language. Come
1: no, one more. Yeah! I,
0: I have seen that. That's a terrible... Like that oh, was terrible. Yes, let's go. All right. I fucking love Dan Quinn. Shout out to Dan Quinn. Got my d- defense bussing in Dallas.
2: Jim Nance sounds just like him. When you hear something like that, Cam, are you like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, yeah,
4: like, I don't think I would ever bring my personality that much into a broadcast, but, I mean, it is entertaining, but I, at the same time,
3: it's like, what the hell?
1: Dude, what was, was
4: that? Romo's, yeah,
3: <laughs> Romo has those moments where you're like... Is he okay? Yeah,
1: is he a little? He, he is smart. Like I, he's very no, smart.
0: Yeah, I love. I, people. A lot of people hate when he's doing the game. I all love the, plays the game and stuff, yeah. when he because he's calling everything out. Like stuff. Like I'm into football. Like I played football, but like this stuff he calls. I'm like, oh shit, and like and it happens, and you're like, obviously he was a quarterback for so long, so obviously he has an understanding. He's literally seen the game from a different view. But for me, like as a viewer. Like I think it's super cool, but I could see how it could be annoying to people, like, even him in general sometimes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's him. Sometimes he gets just a little, he does a little too much. Simi- I think it's similar to, like, his quarterbacking style, mm-hmm. right? Like, he'll mm-hmm. play, have a really good game, and at the end he'll just do some wild shit, like, yo,
1: what are you the, doing? What?
3: But overall, yeah, I always enjoyed it. Like, when he started doing I was like, this is cool. Because, yeah. again, just as a fan of the game who tries to look at it through more of a coach lens or player mm-hmm. lens and see those things, it's nice for either confirmation or new understanding A bit. Okay, that's what that check was. This is what he was thinking oh that's that makes sense why he made that move or or even if it doesn't pan out i think it's probably more of the like average fan who doesn't like it yeah as opposed to more of the educated fan
4: i would say the same thing i mean watching a broadcast i mean from my perspective you want to know some, you want to hear somebody that's knowledgeable so if they're kind of just saying nonsense like if they're kind of just repeating what the play-by-play guy said it's kind of like you you, it's kind of like you can see that from like a naked eye view but um for me i'm very meticulous on how i go about you know broadcasting because i don't want to sound repetitive and i don't want to sound like i don't know what i'm talking about so Mm -hmm. um i feel like people sound like they don't know what they're talking about when they're like um uh or they're like oh i think or when stuff like that and he just obviously he played in the nfl like we said and uh quarterback looking at the game from a different perspective but he just nails it on the head every Mm -hmm. single time like before the plays is like about to happen he's like oh they're in this formation this this that and then boom it happens so i think that's a credit to the people that hired him and a credit to uh just his knowledge and um I mean, I'm thinking, like, in my head, like, if Tom Brady could bring that to a like, I was a just thinking the same thing. Like, um, well, I, I,
3: I've been wondering what Brady's yeah. going to look like in the booth. I like, thought he was supposed to do it this year. Oh, wasn't, yeah, wasn't it supposed uh, to be this year?
4: I think he, like, turned it. I don't know if he turned it down or if, I don't know. I, I, know I remember they were, it was supposed to happen this year, like, a substantial yeah. amount yeah, of money Yeah, because he, he signed move. the deal before before he, he yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah, I don't he know exactly.
3: Yeah, I wonder what he's going to be like. Because I was thinking, like, you have a Romo and then I think of, on to me, at least on the other end of the spectrum, to have someone like RG3. Who he does he does a lot of college football games for ESPN Mm -hmm. and like I have no issues with RG3 the person RG3 the commentator drives me absolutely crazy (laughs) because he just tries to make every single pop culture reference to sound cool Uh, and it's like yo bro that had nothing to do with the play nothing to do with the sport you're just trying to do something to like but another example he's good good. like he knows what he's talking about exactly he he doesn't need to do that and in my head I'm like yo RG3 you know I don't know it it, like it's sad because it it seems like he's up there tap dancing like trying to make people happy with him I'm like yo just be you Mm. because you played the position so like you know off the strength that Alone, you know more than me. You know more than 99% of the people watching. So just be you. And he tries to do too much. Like you have like the Gus Johnsons who do it well, right? Like he's very animated over the top, but it just fits with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think of a Scott Van Pelt who can make pop culture reference and, and make everybody he's talking to sound good and comfortable, but he just does his job. You make it one, not Yeah, not like the whole, so like yeah. it could be the opposite. I'd rather have someone be a little cornier um, or dry. Because they're giving you the information you don't have, as opposed to someone who's doing that to just fill airtime, try to sound cool. Like, no, nah, I don't need that.
2: Who's the the black announcer on NBA who does on ABC? ABC? For The NBA, Mark yeah. Jackson. Yeah. No, well, no, no, not no, anymore. No. But on oh, ABC, man, he does a whole bunch of pop culture references. I'm like, all right, bro. He's a cook. is he a, like a play by play guy? Color guns, More like color, color. Yeah, he's an ABC. I'm trying, Pretty ABC, Breen, I'm trying to think positive ABC because I should know think of Breaking. Yeah, <laughs> you
3: think of Breen, Mark Jackson, and Van Gundy was the, the other ABC one it's so like the like Mark the, Jones the B crew. I love Mark Jones. Mark no, Jones Mark does Jones. make some pop culture references, but they are usually spot on.
2: Yeah. Ah uh, fuck. We'll I, I don't know. Look it up there in the podcast. But do, is he like uh, RG three is like Moro Mornello? because did it non-stop in like WWE and I'm like dude yes raw yeah, laughs yeah, yeah.
3: yes so yeah in terms of Moro always mama mia <laughs> I like everything and yeah. it's like again I like Moro because he's usually really knowledgeable and I like the general excitement like it's nice to know you're covering this but you actually enjoy it but it's he just goes to like everything is like a, a tries to make a pun about a song or this and a lot of times it doesn't hit because it, it he's doing he's forcing it mm-hmm. it doesn't come natural so you can catch it and I think that's where the less educated yeah. fan enjoys it as opposed to the more educated oh, fan oh he's
4: the NFL Mike Tarico's in the NFL no no Mike Mark
3: Tirico. Jones. oh Mark, Mark Jones, Jones. He does it all the time. Mike Tirico's hilarious. He, do- he doesn't know he's black. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know he's a black person. He's had like sound bites and all. He's from Canada.
2: It's it's hilarious. Like, he-, he doesn't know he's black. <laughs> there was Mark Jones. It's not Mark bad. Jones. No, I like sometimes Mark Jones he does it.
3: too much. Usually he's pretty good, especially if he's paired up with somebody knowledgeable. But there are times where he can
2: go a little up up and beyond. Yeah. Did you see? Do you guys you see this one? This is literally hilarious. What are your thoughts on this, Cam? Being like, was it on purpose or was this
3: he's built relationships with the players? Oh, yes. I tell you what. He's dealt with a lot of adversity to get here. He's grateful to be Washington's quarterback, and they know that every time he takes the field, he's gonna bring that big penis
1: energy. He's gonna bring, bring that big Phoenix energy. He's gonna bring that big Penis. This is penis our national Television. yes. That's right, Harry! Let's uh, go, baby! <laughs>
2: He's saying Big Phoenix Energy. Yeah, Michael Michael
3: Penix. So his name is Michael Penix Jr., but it's spelled P E N I X. So you know, naturally, it is funny because I was watching that live, (laughs) and I was just like, "Yo, he's wilding. But it's funny because if you ever watched Game Day before, Desmond's been on there forever. The new guy is Pat McAfee. Yeah. So McAfee's amazing, but McAfee pushes the limits and says some on that same broadcast. They brought over food and it was like one had, was like a more veggie plate, one had meat on. He's like, Oh, you know, I love meat in my mouth. Like, on the yeah. broadcast, everybody else is dying because, like, I can't believe he just said that. But so, Desmond on that same show, that was his way of trying to, like, do it. And it was so blatant and obvious what he was doing, Ooh. but it was also kind of hilarious because all the signs in the crowd. I didn't even know he was saying Phoenix until thing. you said that. I didn't know, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. so I, also, his name's Michael Penix. So it's like, like it's job? Michael Penix Jr. So, like, that was how you get away with it, but. You can tell they pushed the limits on that. Now that McAfee is there, pre McAfee on game day, they would have never even thought to push the limits. Now yeah. it's totally different, which is cool because it lets Desmond be a little, you know, a little more like Desmond. Even Herb Street and Reese Davis, like. I don't but know. But that that shit was hilarious. If I were to
4: ever get, I mean, I will get to that point one day where I have a, a solidified job like that, but Together. I just think, oh, yeah. I just think being me, like I think I'm a like a genuine like funny person, but I don't like for stuff. Yeah. I mean, so the natural, yeah, that was too much. That was,
3: that was too much.
4: Being me on a broadcast is like my, like I love how my voice sounds and I always, I'm very meticulous. Like I said, on how I like pick apart what I got to get better at. And I'm sure you do the same thing too. Now being like the MC and ways to get better and ways to just genuinely be you and have the crowd engaged. So I try to do the same thing. So if something's not like clicking and I'm like, okay, I got to take that out or do this. I'm not going to try to be like, Hey, like a completely different person. You know what I mean? Like you said, like with RG three, I just don't think that would ever be in my mantra, but like people like that, like it just, it makes
3: you cringe. Like, But this God, is a perfect know. example. If his name is not Michael Penix, you can never make that joke. And yeah. So like that is not going to resonate yeah. with any other player. That's yeah. only something specific to one individual and you know, and, and, and it's like, you can't make your material specific to one person or one yeah, position. Yeah. It doesn't resonate. Like it has to be some, something where everybody can rally around and understand right. or that something you can say and do multiple times. Like. That's one thing, like so. It's just that's not something you can base what you yeah. do off of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was a, a little brutal. Ellie didn't like it.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. It was a force. <laughs> it, it was, was a, force. a force.
2: Have you guys not seen that? What no, games? that was you the first time I seen, seen it. It, yeah. Yeah. it was like last week,
3: right? And Michael Penix Jr. is a beast. He's the Heisman favorite right now. He just they they were number seven in the country. They beat Oregon last week, who I think was six on a game winning drive from him. Uh, he started at Indiana, two torn ACLs back to back years. Damn. Torn the ACL rehab, that came back, 20 again. Followed his coach from Indiana to Washington now, and he's everyone's Heisman favorite.
2: Are you a big college guy, Cam?
4: No, I'm not. That's why I, I didn't see that. Um, I mean, I I report for URI. That's kind of like my only only fandom I have for college football. But I mean, I, I stay in the loop, obviously, with you know the big plays and, and big name guys. But I mean, I'm I love I've loved watching URI football the last few years, so that's been fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, um, you know, last time you came on, you said you are doing that. over oh, the summer, you were interned for WPRI? I was, yep. Maybe haven't caught up on that, you know, since the last time you've been Flanny and you guys have been making moves. We'll touch back mm-hmm. NFL after this topic, but, you know, it came up right now. So, um, you know, how was your internship at WPRI? Well, before that, you actually did a documentary for, uh, you know, Coach Missoula if you might get into it. How was that? I'm going to pull it up right now um right here yep. did you
0: talk about that a little bit last time we no because no. I, I didn't it wasn't yeah. out yet it wasn't a, yeah i right. yeah,
1: put it
2: in the town of johnston is now home to a new multi-million dollar recreation
1: center look at them clapping the grand opening today drew a huge crowd and thankfully for those in attendance it's an indoor facility
3: are you telling my athletes there's no crying yeah. But this is truly a great day in Johnston. His whole thing about uh, coaching, it wasn't just coaching to win games. It was coaching to win in life.
1: That coaching aspect, it was something that growing up, that was our lives. That was him as a dad, and I don't think I changed it. I loved it.
2: There's a little quick little snippet yeah. tap into Cam's Instagram, see the rest of it. But like you can talk over, you know, here's like his uh, you know, high school coach. For sure, his uh, former players and uh, sons, right there. So, um, yeah, you know, how was that? How did that come about? How was the outcome? And you know, what uh, you know, what thoughts and the things you got to say about the you know Coach Missoula documentary? Job,
4: yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, watching it back, I mean, it kind of gives me chills <laughs> looking back at it. But um, yeah, one day I was just I was driving home from I'm, I'm, I think a game, and it just kind of clicked in my head, and I'm like, um, you know, this man was somebody that was so impactful in my life, and honestly, like to this day, I talk about him. In every single instance of my life, so, um, and I'm big on public speaking. I'm big on like I've done a lot of guest speaking things at like Hendricken in Warwick, Rhode Island, and, and Johnston as well. And um, every single instance, I'm always talking about him. Um, and I just started the idea. I was like, maybe I could do like some kind of film. Like I, I had no really, I, mean, I still really don't have. I mean, I have better uh, experience now with it, like film editing and production and all that stuff. So I called my dad and I was like, Dad, what if I did like a documentary on Danny? And interviewed people, interviewed Joe, and just kind of had like a like a 30 for 30 kind of thing for Danny. And he was like, that's a great idea. Can you do that? And I'm like, I mean, I got a, a little camera and I got a tripod and a spotlight. I mean, I go around New England and just interview as many people as I can. And I ran it by uh, his youngest son, Justin, who I'm very close with now. And he was like, I love the idea. I just did a thing on that for Joe for like the Boston Globe. This was back in October, like uh, last year. Yeah. And he was like, let's let's chat. So Justin was at URI as a, as a grad assistant coach. And I met him at the president suite in the Ryan Center. And he's like, you got any questions? I'm like, I did this all last night. I had like a page of questions for him, two pages of questions. And he was like, here's a list of people. I, I, I came up with a list. He came up with a list. We joined on it. And I interviewed about like 40 people for the documentary and, and try to make it like an hour. Catch people's attention. Not too long, not too short. Yep. And um, yeah, yep. after that, that was in October. I remember that same day. Um, Trippy Red was at URI. So like there was like just so much commotion going on and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this again, but I want to make this like perfect. So um there was a lot of instances where I was like, Oh, this might not have sounded right. This might not have sounded, you know, There was just some kind of you know, miscommunication with some things, but everything panned out well and um you know it was that day it was just amazing to be able to premiere. There was I think like four hundred people at the wreck, three, four hundred people at the wreck, and I think there was like five thousand views on YouTube. So I mean, you know, not blown up, but I think blown up in, in the state of Rhode Island, and it, it got known over the radio. They were talking to Joe at the Sports Hub, and they were talking about me. They were talking about the, the documentary, the production, how excited he is for it, and all this. And to hear Joe, you know, speak on my name was, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, WPRI also did help promote it, too. So, I mean, it was a great, just a great experience, really. But.
2: You guys want to say,
3: plenty? No, no, no. I, no, I just thought it was awesome. I know you know, last time, Kim was kind of I think that was the early stages of, yeah. of you putting everything yeah. together, and mm-hmm. obviously, I thought it was amazing. I, you know, obviously knew a little bit about Danny just from my coaching in high school, and you know, we played against Johnson a ton of times. And you know, someone who's been instrumental in my life, Coach Dimeo, is is from Johnston, and yeah. obviously knew him well. And always spoke so highly of him and the entire family. And you know, I got to coach against Justin, and obviously watched Joe grow up, and so it was really, really cool for me, someone who's not from Johnston, who didn't necessarily know the ins and the outs. I knew. I knew that he was such a huge figure in that town, but I guess I, even until this, I didn't realize quite how big or how many folks he impacted. Uh, and I have like a similar experience with my high school coach, who was like a second dad to me, uh, to have that relationship. So it was really, really cool to see. And I think to your point, Cam, of like that's something that's gonna always live there. So mm-hmm. like every single iteration of kid who will come, kids who will come to that town, play basketball, Johnston, and know the lore of Danny Missoula now will have something that they can actually kind of do their homework on and I think that's awesome because that's something that will transcend you and your time in in this area in this space etc that will always kind of live on and it's just nice because it's also a slice of home so I'm sure it meant that much more Mm -hmm. knowing that you were doing this in your own place you know where you grew up and where you were kind of shaped
4: and it's great it's great to have the attention like obviously I had that in the back of my head but like you said with like the legacy aspect of it. I thought like that was a, a perfect way because obviously COVID there wasn't a lot of opportunities for people to kind of, you know, shine light and it was it was tough because the, you know, the the funeral was on Zoom. Um all that stuff. Like that was when COVID was at its like it's like peak. So yeah. um, it was it was tough to do stuff for him and then a few years went by, everything kind of like uh you know, was normal. So that's when I had the idea and then um just shining light on someone like you said so impactful and, and being able to have his legacy live on forever. Um, And for the family to, like, re-invite me back when they, like, just did their, like, the jersey unveiling of his Mm -hmm. from, like, high school and from Bryant, Um, you know, I think that speaks volumes. And
3: you, did you host that ceremony? You hosted that ceremony, didn't you? Yeah, Yeah. I hosted
4: that, and I hosted, obviously, the documentary, but... um, for them to want me to come back and like just speak on his name, it's it's you know it's honestly just a blessing too. Like that's all I can really say about it. It leaves me speechless though. So.
3: And I think it underscores you know like just the work is like you're telling stories, right? So like now you've been able to tell that story, and now even his family thinks of you as like all right, well Cam did such a great job of telling a story. We want him to always have his fingerprints on this. And I think, like, what more, like, what bigger thanks can you get from that family than trusting you to be like, no, this is the person we want to tell his story, this is the person we want to be visible when people see him, like, that's, there's not enough that can be said about that.
2: Yeah, man, that's, 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 that's pretty dope, man. So, like, when you're doing that stuff, like, what are you taking from that? Like, did you think, like, the outcome of that was going to happen when you first started doing it? Um Or you're just doing, like, I just want to do this, it so it's pretty dope, and... Whatever came from me, you're like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't think this was going to come from what I did. Everything that I, I've
4: done, not even just like this, but like broadcasting, like I, there's always a vision in my head, like how I think it's going to go or how I want it to be. And then it ultimately always ends up happening that way just because of the work that I put into it. So um, in the early stages of me doing it, I was like, oh, this is going to get like, I mean, it wasn't like my main intention. Like I obviously wanted like the town and everybody to come together and really remember who Dan was. And that happened, which was great. But I was like, oh, this is going to get, it's going to be, great recognition and all these people are going to be involved and they're going to love it blah, blah blah and like it kind of just panned out on how i how i like imagined it and when i go on like a, a, a broadcast or if i speak to uh, like students at a school or whatever and i'm like oh it's going to go this way it's going to go that way and it always ends up panning out that way because like i know what i'm capable of and i i don't say like oh it could be this it could be that i say it will be that so if i say speak it into existence then it's going to happen so um, that's kind of like my, my mindset on everything that I do. And that's like the process going into like literally everything that I do, uh, for sports media.
2: Yeah, man. I love it. Like you've been on it's like a couple times now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get, we're getting like chapters in your life.
1: Yeah. I think super it's dope. dope. I, I love yeah.
2: it. It is pretty dope. And you're know, saying like you speak into existence. So you spoke the WPRI internship, you follow that into existence as well. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh,
4: Obviously, I wanted to get something for broadcasting, but, I mean, that helped. I mean, like, my main goal is to be, like, an NBA broadcaster, but to have that on the resume to show, like, my uh, versatility, I think that was that was key because I had a, a broadcasting job with the sports of the previous summer, so I was like, oh, maybe I should do some sideline stuff, and which ultimately got me the sideline job for the football team this year at URI. And, um, yeah, like, I was supposed to intern at ABC6 with Nick Hoyt and, uh, and Ian Steele. Uh, they do a, a great amount of work, and uh, Nick's actually a professor at URI, so... He's all over the map, and uh, Ian's always putting in the work. But I, I contacted Nick. This was like a week before, my, or no, uh, probably like a month before my birthday, and he's like, "Oh, you're one of the, like the finalists. We're gonna get you in. We're gonna do this, this, that." Then on my birthday, he sends me a text, and he's like, "Uh, it's set in stone. You're gonna be our our intern, and uh, I just gotta get a few more things off the ground. And I'll let you know like as soon as possible." This is on my my 21st birthday. I'm like, "Oh, this is sick. This Sorry. is awesome." And then I think a week after, he called me, and he's like, oh, like." it's not in our budget or this this that and other things that you know happened and I was like you know it's okay like it's just and this was in the process of me still editing the documentary so I'm like I got something bigger that's yeah. gonna happen mm-hmm. and I got all these other things so we're just gonna keep grinding and keep seeing like other opportunities and then I'm um, like I'm not even kidding like a day after um, the former director at 12 Maury Hirschgord, who's at uh, channel 7 in Boston um he called he called me and was like uh, Nick put in the good word we want you to come in in East Providence in the summer and I was like that's fate. You just got to, mm-hmm. you know, not get discouraged and just keep, continue to keep doing what you're doing. And that consistency and that persistence and all the meticulous things that you do is going to come out to a greater outcome. So I never get discouraged. I don't second guess myself. I just kind of do it and uh, hope for the best. And a lot of people that I've had on the podcast, a lot of people I've talked to, they just, they say, preach that. to like the students that you talk to continue to do that and, you know, make that, a make that more world renowned on your podcast with the mindset that
2: you got. So, yeah, man, I love, I love to see that, man. So, when you're doing that, you no, know, did he have like a welcome to WPRI moment? I know you had one for the <laughs> previous year. Yeah. Did he have like a, well, not welcome, or like a dope moment or something like really cool that stands out?
4: Yeah, I tell people this story all the time. I got kind of like two short ones. Um, and I love asking like athletes and coaches this question too when they come on the podcast. But for me, in this instance, um, the first one, so my friend Ed Lee, who was uh, a mini, he had a mini camp offer with the Patriots, uh, was on their training camp roster and all this stuff. and. Uh, we were getting ready. He ended up getting cut in the offseason. Uh, he was gearing up for his first preseason game, but a week before, uh, unfortunately, he got cut. But he played at URI for, I think, six years. And he was a huge standout there his last couple of years there. And, um, you know, super happy for him that with the offers that he got. But he was with the Patriots in the summer when uh, I was there with 12. So um, I chopped it up with him. And he's like, I was like, oh, we should come. Because I had him on the podcast the year before at school. And he's like, oh, you should come on and share what it's like to be an NFL player. And he's like, oh, let's do it but I don't know when it can be out, but we'll do it just to have it. So I was like, all right, word. So he came to my house and we did the podcast. It didn't end up dropping because of um, him being cut. I posted some clips, so that was cool. But he introduced me to Mac Jones and uh, brought me on the practice field. Like we we get that access uh, during practice for like a little bit. But after practice, uh, we had him for media availability and he was walking back. And then I was like, oh, it's good to see you, Ed. And he's like, oh, shit, my boy, like, what's up? So then we started talking. And then Mac walked over, Ramondre walked over, all these guys were walking. And he introduced me to all these guys, and we, they were talking about the, my podcast. And it was cool for them to like say my name and know kind of a little bit who I was just from Ed. And um, another instance after that, like a quick one, was when uh, Ramondre, after practice, this was like one of the f- first or like last ones before the preseason game, the first preseason game they played against the Texans. And they're all signing autographs. All the fans are there. It's packed. And Ramonji is, like, right in front of me signing some lady's arm. <laughs> and I posted it on Instagram, one of the clips. And he's signing it. And I asked him after. I was like, was that your first autograph tattoo? He's like, yeah, man, that was my first one. I, hopefully I can get some more. And then, like, that that was pretty cool to just talk to him, too. But that was probably – I always remember that at the end of the
2: day. But. Oh, man, that's pretty dope, man. So, you know, after you're doing that, after internship ended up, uh, obviously finishing, do you have any um, – you know, like, what's the next step after that? Do you have any um, – you know, you said you speak stuff into existence. So what are you speaking mm. to existence next? Um, being an
4: NBA broadcaster, man, I've been preaching that since day one. Young but, Mike Breen, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> that's gonna happen. It might take you know a year, five years, ten years, but it's gonna happen. And uh, I think being in that NBA setting in the summer, like with the Celtics, like when they signed Porzingis, week, like I was at that press conference when JB cool. signed that. that yeah, the biggest GB, yeah. contract. That in the NBA
3: recap league. video he put together was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was cool.
4: It was insane. Like I was like, this is so crazy to be able to. To Witness this, and um, I was like, it can happen because I'm here right now. I mean, I'm not getting paid yet, but no, but yeah, it's just a stepping stones. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my plan after college, I'm just going to keep continuing to reach out to the connections I've made and see where it goes from there.
2: Nice, 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 man. Do you want to get that story you set your those off? You don't want to get into it? What story, Jazz?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, I can talk about that too. Um, yeah, so this before this year, so this was, I want to say, I think June, uh, when I applied. Um, one day I was just kind of looking at like jobs, like what jobs are going to be open. And I'm like, you know, might as well like take a look at it. So I looked up NBA broadcasting opportunities and, uh, the jazz was the first one that popped up and I'm like, what are the odds that, um, Justin Missoula just got a job there. And, um, that information wasn't out at the time, but he told me personally, I'm like, this is sick. And then that's the first opportunity that comes up. And I'm like, I can't not apply for this. Um, it was right in my wheelhouse. It's all with the podcast stuff, the radio stuff. And one of the last things it said was, it's a good way to get your foot in the door for being a broadcaster and, you know, uh, with the connections and all that kind of stuff. So it, it kind of checked off all the boxes for what I want to do. And, um, I, I reached out, I was like, you know, I don't want to let just, just like, just sit like the application. I wanted to reach out to, you know, people involved, people that are, are broadcasters and, and involved in the media. So I went on LinkedIn, um, and contacted probably like, I don't know, 10 to 15 people. And I got like six or seven responses and they're like, Oh, this resume is great. Like you'll definitely be a finalist. so definitely hear back. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. A month goes by and I'm like, you know, I didn't hear from anybody. So I contacted, uh, like the head of uh, the the executive producer for like the broadcasting team. And he got back to me and it was like, we're going to start doing interviews on August 31st. So we'll let you know that week if you're a finalist. And if not, obviously, um, you won't have an interview, but they let me know. And I ended up having an interview with the Utah jazz for like a radio broadcasting position, um, and all that other stuff like the podcast and producing that. And, um, it was kind of cool because it kind of it was all kind of like full circle. I'm like, I'm already doing this before I graduate. Uh, It's it's what, like my dream, one of my dream jobs to kind of, you know, get, like I said, get my foot in the door. Um, Obviously I didn't end up getting it ultimately, but it was still cool to be like a finalist for that process. And um, it just kind of like opened my eyes to like what's to come. And after graduating, getting that diploma and, uh, you know, showcasing all this experience, I feel like that will get me a job ultimately, but you know, the only time will tell. So just being patient and, and consistent is what I'm, I've been trying to do these past, Few weeks now that school started so
0: that's what's up yeah
2: <laughs> that's far, super big been like, a sale
0: Oh uh, yeah just in general just that just being able to experience that process is is super dope because mm-hmm. it's right in the field that you want to be in so i think that's super dope even though you didn't get it ultimately but like it's just kind of like more motivation yeah. to do what you want to do to get to that goal to get to that end point so congrats to you bro
4: appreciate that and like just putting on like like flanny said just putting on for the state of rhode island mm-hmm. like now like, congratulations on that new gig with PC thank you, thank you. being the the MC for the Friars. Like, that's, that's yeah, sick, that's man. That's super big. And uh, Hope, like, Harry is like a like super like, great man. connection he's that I've man. had, I've been able to have. And um, we covered David Duke's uh, foundation, like the charity event yeah, he yeah, had, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he was the uh, MC for that. Yep. And obviously we talked about on the podcast before and stuff, but he's just such a great, genuine guy. And I get those same exact vibes from you. So I'm just excited to see what you bring to the amp this year as well. So
2: thank just putting you, on for Rhode Island. I love that. Oh, you want to get into this? You want to introduce that. I mean, you introduced it, but you got any follow-up with uh, the PC right here?
0: Oh, wait, I introduced
2: it? Oh, well, Cam technically Cam did. T- saying, t- do, you any, exactly. do you have any comments on it before we get into it?
0: Um, Well, I, I, I want Pliny to get his flowers first, then, <laughs> yeah. then have You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I mean, if you want to introduce it.
2: No, but I mean, you know, Cam said, you know, he's the new face of uh, the Providence, Providence College Friars, baby. So, uh, you know, how did that even come about? You know, we just... Uh, I seen that. First, all, I didn't know anything about. it. I saw it on Instagram. I was like, "Oh shit, that's fire!" Because I know, uh, you know, hope you do it beforehand. So, you know, was the instrumental helping you out, guiding you through it? Like, shout how did those steps Harry. come into it? Yeah, yeah, no. Shout out, shout out to Harry. Uh, that's my guy.
3: I've, I've been lucky enough to know Harry uh, for a long time, pretty much since college. He's a URI grad, also a Pawtucket guy. Saints I don't think a lot of folks realize Saints. Saints guy. Uh, so ha- so I've known Harry you know John Hope the man of many names many talents uh, for a while now and ironically enough it was um, so I think last time I, I think I might have been last time I was on here uh, talking a little bit about the soccer stuff yeah. the RFC mm-hmm. stuff yeah. and kind of how that came to, to fruition and doing the voice overs for them and stuff so again you know as Cam mentioned making connections and having things come together so Harry had obviously decided at the end of last year he was kind of done with the MC job he had done it for 16 years mm-hmm. Literally changed the entire culture of what it is to attend a game, a PC men's game at the, you know, whether it was the Dunk, Civic Center, now the Amp. Uh, completely different environment. I remember mm. going there as a kid and, it, you know, it was, it was a very specific aesthetic. Yeah, And then now you go, like, I you know, I was in there last week and you walk in and the first song you hear is Gunna. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, com- they've completely flipped. Him and DJ Finesse, to their credit, have come in and completely flipped what that looked like. So I was new. Harry was in that role. I was thought it was so dope. Um... This was back in May. So back in May, you know, a tweet goes out. They've shared, you know, we're looking for our new MC. So this gentleman that I met through the soccer stuff, uh, Mike Rea, who is, um, you know, a local who has his own consulting firm. He was helping the soccer team he was working with me as I was working with them and we just kind of hit it off and really made good connections. Told him that, you know, even though I work in education, sports is a passion of mine and I always wanted it to be my career and what I did. So he actually was the first one to send me the tweet. He said, he goes, this is literally for you. Mm -hmm. You need to do this. I'm like, all right, well, if he's telling me that, that must mean something. So, of course, the first person I thought of was Harry. So, I'm like, let me reach out to Harry. I know he'll, he'll be honest with me. Keep it real. keep yeah. it, You know, tell me what I need to know. Tell me what's real. So, I reached out. He goes, yo. He goes, you're perfect for that. He goes, if you want to do that, I'll support you. Anything you need. You know, he's like, I'll sit with you and go over scripts. I'll, I'll, pick, you know, I'll pick your brain. I'll tell you, hey, this is what they said, but this is what they really mean. All those things that typically you don't get that mm-hmm. in. So So, once I kind of got that confirmation from Harry and then the thing, I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let me do it. So it was literally like put together a reel. I had to like read a script, put together a reel, send it to them. They asked me to send them some material. I sent them some clips from the podcast <laughs> nice. uh, and some stuff that Love we had it. done just so they could hear me speak and get a, get a kind of sense of who I was. Um, you know, and the, like I said, the process was pretty long and drawn out. It started in May. It didn't culminate until literally a couple of weeks ago when they had Late Night Men, And so long story short they bring me in for for an interview i get to talk with them and kind of and that's where i think i really was able to shine it was literally me and like 10 people on the other side of the table for me and like i love moments like that yeah because i'm always looking across the table like all right i'm gonna have you in the palm of my hand i'm gonna have you in the palm of my hand i could tell you're a little curious so i'm gonna make sure you get all the answers you need and i just enjoy stuff like that you know like cam said i like public speaking i like being around folks i feel confident in what i know so that went really well they brought us in for kind of like an audition at a volleyball game just to hear us in front of a live crowd. Uh, And that was great, but that was, you know, it was a few hundred folks. So I think it was kind of hard for them to really know. It was myself um, and a few other folks who were there. So, they ended up, they knew they wanted to bring someone in for, obviously, for men's basketball. That was the role. But, you know, they were like, hey, we might have some other, you know, hockey or women's basketball. I'm like, hey, I'm down for anything. I'm like, yeah. I just love sports. And I said, I can talk about hockey the same way I can talk about women's basketball, the same way I can talk about men's basketball, et cetera. But obviously, the men's basketball, that's the gig. That's, what, that's the yeah, one that's the you want. You that's the, that's yeah. the amp. That's 14,000 people. That's the big deal. So that's what I was always shooting for. So, I, you know, I did my work. They gave me the opportunity at Late Night Madness to, they're like, hey, this is your dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. If you can succeed in this setting with 8,000 people being thrown into the fire, then we know we got someone good. So just them giving me that opportunity, I'm like, well, they're not going to throw me in there if they don't think I can do this. Because if this goes bad, that's going to look bad on everybody, not just me. So I took, and it was funny, I remember the day, it was, you know, the 30th of September, it was recently, and, you know, the whole day I was nervous, right? Naturally, I'm nervous, you know, and I I always pride myself, and nerves are good, it means you care, it means you're invested, it It means that it means something to you. So don't shy away from the nerves, like, just feed into them, Mm -hmm. right? So I do that, I do that, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. The moment I walk into the amp and see you know, see the crowds, see the lights, hear the DJ, all that, all the nerves went away. That was it. Because I was home. Like, it was, it. It was, this was the moment I was waiting for. To Cam's point, I was confident. I had done my research. I knew my script. I had my cue cards. I knew everything front to back. I had been practicing. I had put the work in. So now it was just get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had never been in, in front of a crowd that big. I've been in front of some big, big crowds, but never one that big. And like literally lights came on, nerves completely went away, and it just felt like second nature. And I think for me, it's one of those things where right? everybody has levels of like an imposter syndrome I'm like damn can i really do this until i do it and it was like that was my confirmation like no i'm actually I'm meant to do this this is what i should be doing this is what i enjoy this is what brings the best out of me the night went extremely well it was funny they even like they turned to me at half like halfway through the program uh in the you know the woman who's been helping me and supporting me yeah, thumbs up was sitting right next to the athletic director and she was like yo the ad loves you jobs yours like you got it so that was awesome it was it gave me the confidence to know like oh this is great you know i got a chance to do uh they had their annual mal brown intrascribed scrimmage last week i was able to kind of cover that and do my dress rehearsal but it's been cool and i and i gotta say like the outpouring of love has been amazing like so many people have come up to me and be like yo of course you're doing that like yeah, that's what you're supposed to it's do fitting. and like you know thankfully i have a really good support system of people who tell me that but even like the folks who you're not used to who've never seen you in that setting or who've never told you that like oh yeah like you're meant to do that it's nice positive it gives you that reinforcement like okay Someone's not just telling me this Because they support me As the individual They know I can actually do this Mm -hmm. So it's been awesome The Outpouring of Love Has been amazing I'm super excited I can't jump into it Uh, My buddy Brendan From the Times Did a really cool story Last week On myself And also my man Kev uh, Who was in TV He actually was in Minnesota he just came back and took a job at Channel 12 as a sports reporter so I'm super happy for him excited for him I'm super excited for you Cam to hopefully be able to do some work with him and do some cool things I've already kind of talked to him about you I told him he's coming on this podcast we soon do it up, baby. Um do so like up. it was a really cool story that was nice cuz like you said like pretty much 99% of what I do is for my people right it's for my city it's for my state Is to really just showcase what we can do further than just me Since then, if that can open the door for somebody else, then, hey, that's awesome. So it was cool to be able to have that recognition. You know, I've been lucky enough in the past because of sports or coaching to be in the paper, but it never goes unappreciated. It was cool. I didn't even realize for the story, Brendan had reached out to my old high school coach and got some quotes from him. And those quotes were dope. You know, it was it was him talking about just me as an individual and. Uh, that was really, really cool. Cause again, it's just those kind of moments that make you realize like, no, I'm supposed to be doing this. This is for me. Um, this, I was supposed to be in this spot. No, but not in somebody else. Uh, so that was dope. I'm excited. It's going to be a hell of a season. You got a new coach in Kim English who I remember watching in college. Like I remember him. He was at Missouri. He was a walking bucket. So I'm excited. It's a whole new regime. The home slate this year is wild. They got yeah. URI coming into the Amp, which is always a good one. St. John's, Rick Pitino's first time back in Providence, yep. maybe since he coached there. Mm-hmm. Georgetown. Coolies coming yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be that's gonna wild. be crazy. Villanova and Connecticut, the last two weekends of the season, like the home slate's really, really dope. I think PC's gonna be a, a really good team this year. I don't yeah. know if they're gonna be quite as good as last year, but I think they're still gonna be really good. So I'm just excited, man. I've already had so many folks just reaching out, like yo, I, I haven't been to a game. I usually don't go to a game, but I'm gonna go so I can see you. Mm-hmm. And I mean that means a lot. Like that's people's hard earned money or time to be able to do that. So that that never goes unappreciated. Uh, it's never not just a very like. It's it's a, it, not a weird moment, but it's just very surreal, yeah. you know, to have those moments happen. And like you said, Kim, it's like the proof is in the pudding and it shows up. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, I put the work in. So right. I, I should be here. Yeah. Now what's next? How do yeah. we take that? And I think that was a big thing for me. It's like, yo, Harry's the voice of the Friars. That's never going to change. I don't want to replicate that. No, nope. I want to be the face of mm-hmm. the Friars. Now, I want to make my own mark, have my own thing, and have something I can stand alone on. And then whenever I pass the torch however far away someone can then build on what I was able to build upon from Harry and finesse so super excited super dope came together very organic and i think that is
2: you know probably the the best way something can happen yeah. Yeah, I love to see that, man. It's super dope.
4: Super super dope.
2: I'm excited. That's are, really cool. Yeah, man, are we, are we three of like 100 people now asking you for Corsair tickets? <laughs> yeah, I can, Yo, I can only imagine. Everybody everybody's <laughs>
1: been asking <laughs> can, and okay.
3: like I would love to. Like but I it don't have yeah. any. It's <laughs> Like, you know, it's funny cuz like I don't I don't work for the amp. I work yeah, yeah, for PC. So yeah. it's kind of two separate entities. Mm-hmm. So I definitely I've been, you know, trying to work behind the scenes to see what I can do and yeah whether it's like some a discounted price or something, yeah, something. like
2: don't ask me. yeah like yeah. I would love
3: to if it was up to me I would have everybody, everybody there because it be would be there. awesome yeah. like you know it's nice like you know shout out to my man Mike Neal he was at the scrimmage last week so it was cool to look up in the crowd and see a familiar face mm-hmm. um, so like that's awesome I'm looking forward to that this year being able to just see folks and also just build like it's, it's cool just to be there and just talk to people and have conversations on the court and yeah, everybody's been so gracious and welcoming to me you know like I left after late night madness and I'm walking to the car and like you know all these older families who've probably been PC fans for generations are like hey you're the new Harry and <laughs> want to shake my <laughs> hand and ask my name and tell me who they are like whole families introducing themselves to me and I'm like this is cool because it's you know now, like you know, I'm a part of that family, and now it's. You know, I think of being able to be in the same space as a Frank Carpano, mm-hmm. who was an absolute legend around here. Now I can pick his brain on game nights and get to talk to him, and like that is stuff that it's hard to replicate. And like you got to work to get in those spaces.
4: Yeah, Frank's Frank's the man. He, he uh, he's helped me out a lot too. I'm actually, I'm kind of working for them right now at Channel 10 with like with football. So he'll hit me up and, and say like. Oh, if you're at this home game, can you send me these yeah. highlights? So I'm not physically on the news, but those highlights you see of URI football are, are me. And yeah. to have a, a connection like Frank is, yeah, he's got an institution. Yeah. Like
3: he, and, and not even just in Rhode Island; it's just like nationally. Like yeah. he's respected everywhere. So, and I think back, like like you had mentioned, I actually interned at ABC6 in college, mm-hmm. and that was when Ken Bell was there. He was the sports director. Yeah, legend. another one, an absolute legend. So like, it's nice to know, like, if I. Ever, like to this day, if I need something, I can give Ken a text or a call and,
2: like, he'll still show up. That's you cool. know, like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's fire, man. Like we were saying earlier, I'm having chapters of Cam's career on the pod. Also, chapters of Flanny's career on the pod. 100%. He started off on the EG Pod of Thunder, baby. Him and <laughs> Brett, I broke them into the it. business. Those are the reels that went to PC <laughs> so they could <laughs> see
3: me yeah. talking sports. And went just, yeah,
2: yeah. So. With the PC first, that was EG Pod, and nope. then it was a soccer. And now is PC. What's next? It could be it's the it. Eagles.
3: ESPN, me and ESPN. ESPN. We're going to be at the desk like Scott Van Pelt and Stuart Scott. Hell oh, yeah. King. When, when Flanny's
4: doing dope. NBA or NFL PA, I'll be on the sideline yeah. doing, doing broadcasting. I oh, love you know? it. Then I'll
2: have you guys on the podcast in the yep. meantime, baby. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We up. No, maybe don't... we'll get tickets oh. by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. hopefully.
0: No, that's super exciting. Obviously, being one of your friends, like, it's super dope to see those type of things. And like, just knowing you for as long as I've known you. All we not all we've talked about, but one of the things that's like Most unanimous sports, is sports. Yeah. We always talk sports, no matter if we're just chilling, you know, drinking and going. We've always talked about mm-hmm. sports, and there's always something you've been super thorough and super like knowledgeable in. So to, so to see you in that, um, to be able to like be the voice for PC is super dope, like, super like. I don't know. I can't explain the excitement. It's like, I felt like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's super surreal. And it's, it's not even me. Like, seeing one of your close friends be able to do something that you know they're going to succeed in is super dope. So I just want to say congratulations to Thank both you, of you. I, I know those things. So
3: Yeah, I think that's the part. And I think, yeah. you know, to Cam's point, you talked about, you know, the Missoula family. It's like, yeah. obviously we do what we do because we love it but also it's it's nice for you know your friends are going to support you but it's nice like where your friend can be genuinely proud of you and be able to go and be like yeah I know him he, yep. that's my friend who does that like that's awesome it's a great feeling it means one that people care about you and your well being but also people support what you're doing and not just blindly not just because like yo you're my boy you can do that it's like no you actually can do that mm-hmm. or if you couldn't I you know we're close enough to tell you or me give you pointers or different things yeah. it's like you got to have that support but yeah it's so awesome to know there's an extension of you and people t- in terms of saying good things about you, or sa- or sharing your work, or helping you to network and putting you in spaces because of the connections you made.
2: Yeah, man. As far, man, I love to see that. Like, and it's, I did not know that. That's so dope that you show like clips of the podcast yeah. and like you know having cam on. I show people cam stuff all the time. Even before I already you know met you, I will send them your stuff. And um, had a guy on yesterday, my boy Chris, and I'm like, oh yeah, having a guy tomorrow. He's ESPN. He's a URI's guy. He's been ESPN. He's like, oh, that's fire. Send me some clips. I sent him some clips, and um, and I generally that was part of the original parts of the podcast where I wanted to do like the original vision is uh, if someone can blow up from here, get an NIO deal or something like that, get a PC gig, uh, you know, hopefully end up, you know, you said. Jazz NBA gig at some point, yeah, and our, you
3: all, our, all our UMass guys need NIL deals.
4: Hey, so <laughs> how about, they how about, are uh, up. How yeah, about Denson? Something like Denson just committed Ben's to are, Michigan yeah. State. Like that's huge. I yeah, mean, yeah. I love yep. uh, picking you know young people's brains, and I mean obviously I grew up with Angel and, and Dante, but. Um, someone like him, who I, I'm not really, I don't really know him because he's obviously not in my age group. Yeah. But to see those kind of big commits, like it puts Rhode Island on. Yeah. You know? Another
3: one. I Sean Montgomery. I know he's in Florida now, yeah. but yeah. He, you know, he's a CF kid. Yeah. Like, his dad's a CF legend. Like now he's down in Florida and he's going to choose between Florida, Florida State, Miami, Georgia, Crazy. LSU. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, like even the other day there was a a transfer from Rhode Island who plays at Oregon now. Who yeah. They, H- were, talking H- they yeah. were talking about AJ Cornelius. They were talking about before the the Washington. Um, and Oregon matchup saying, like, you know, he's now come in, he's made an impact on that side of their line. Like, you're starting to see it, and I think of, <laughs> you, you be. good? You hot? I you got go to <laughs> go oh. You got to continue this. Continue it. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I, I, I never
2: do this. I have to go so fast. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Grab
4: a truly on your way back. <laughs> so we're into the new host of EG Pot of <laughs> yeah, Thunder. Yeah, we got uh, <laughs> The E young, is gone. Yeah, I'm not the young light skinned Keith Sweat. but I'll <laughs>
3: You're the light, young uh, light skinned John, yeah. John B. That's what we'll go with. But no, it's cool. I think, and you know, I want to give shout out to my man Stan Dunbar, who with what they've done, uh, you know, with the seven on seven, and again yep. another, you know, Pawtucket,
1: yeah, um, Pawtucket reach the there. Again. You know the,
3: what they've done in the seven on seven scene, and and I always mention it, you know, uh, my my guys at RI Elite, what they did on the basketball side, mm-hmm. and how Stan's doing it on the football side, the giving kids exposure that we've never i think of so many folks that i played with or played against that just never had exposure yeah because that, that, that could have age gone group somewhere. yeah like yeah. i feel
0: like um you're a little bit older than me but that time it was different like people didn't so have good. that same exposure there was, no exposure. It was Zero. nothing
3: like rhode island the, the the best opportunity you had was like the rhode island connecticut all-star game yeah like, there was nothing there was no exposure no opportunities obviously no year-round seven-on-seven options mm-hmm. so i think of so many talented guys who their time passed them by because they didn't have opportunities that now these kids are getting exposure they're traveling around the country they're going to get looks and it might be something as simple as a division three where they're just going to go and play and not have to pay for school that, and because like at that that's that's, that's good huge. enough like just that alone is good enough and c- comparative to what you know kids around here usually get or yeah. have gotten in the past
4: when from i was in like high school like there wasn't as many people making a name for themselves around it, but they're still doing their thing there were still uh you know some people that were obviously getting big but Someone like Tyler Kolak, who I played yeah. against like yeah. my like, entire yeah. high school career. He's
0: Big East player of the year. Yep.
4: Debatably one of the yep. greatest point guards in college basketball right now. It's it's cool to see where he's doing and um, like players of that caliber. Yep. You know, someone like uh, Sebastian Thomas, who I was able to cover yeah. at URI. I grew up with him and now he's at UAlbany. Albany. Just playing division one sports and like you know putting on for Rhode Island. There's just so many more and, and there's so many more like with the outlets now too on social media, I feel like it's it's been more evident to see Rhode Island guys, like it's like someone like uh, Alex Clemmy, he's from Middletown. Yep. He, just, he just got yep. drafted in the MLB. Yeah. We, we were there at his was house. Was that first? He's first round, second, second round, fifty like eighth yeah. pick, yeah. In the Guardians. Yep. I just talked to him on the pod. Well, I'm going to uh, have that out next week, and he's just one. He's well spoken. He's only eighteen years old, and he's coming into the MLB as an eighteen year old, mm-hmm. and substantially, like I forget, I think what, what the deal was, but it was like I think two, three million. Oh yeah, yeah, life changing money. Yeah. for you know, he, for yeah.
3: anybody, especially someone from around here, where again the opportunities aren't there. Just the the ability to be in those spaces, it, it very rarely happens.
2: Yeah. Keith what has returned. Keith has returned, baby. <laughs> I never do that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was held for like thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not as bad. Like your eyes blowing up. I mean, when I was blowing up, there's right. a kid right now who just committed to the All American Game from uh, Mount Pleasant. I'm not sure if you guys seen That's that. That's who Receiver. you were just
3: mentioning, right, Cam?
2: Um, uh, what, what, what?
4: Just previously? No, I was talking about um. The kid, he's from Middletown. Oh, oh yes. Okay, I knew basketball. who you're
3: talking about. He's a cornerback yeah, from yeah, Mount yeah. Pleasant. Yeah, he was... He had... Uh, Where did he commit to? Because you had Michigan State. I could have sworn Michigan State no, that's was Denson. his. No, that was Justin
2: Denson. There's another kid. He's a yeah, Mount Pleasant. Yeah, it's Justin Denson. The, he's, he's a South. The, the,
3: the a cornerback, a cornerback. Corner, from South. Yeah. That's the one no, I'm talking about. There's, there's a sorry. receiver that's from, from Mount Pleasant
2: of. who uh, committed to All-American game. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a beast. He also played for Nadim. And yeah, he's... I'm blanking his name right now, but he's a beast, though. And whole bunch of talent, man. Even. Harlan Perry from yeah. Lasalle's animal, and uh, you know, definitely and his dad
3: was his dad was a beast.
2: Yeah, his dad was a beast yeah, back man. in the day. And man, so like when you're seeing this man, like, like I said, you're doing this, playing, doing that for, uh, you know, put on for Rhode Island. I love seeing anybody from Rhode Island get an opportunity, and there's so much talent, and hopefully, like, it continues to grow because. And back in the day, there could have been so much more talent that could have went to the league but for some reason why we were slept on.
3: Yeah, that's that's what we were just was, saying when yeah, we stepped yeah. away, is that there was no we outlets, there was the no exposure, resources, yeah. there wasn't the exposure. I and mean, you're putting you know, on for them too, like doing the sidelines stuff. Yeah, like hell yeah. Like Even just ha- having them course. on here, right? Because you said like, it's you, like now it's a brand, especially in the NIL yeah. days. You, if you're not a brand, you're literally going to miss out. Like you have to be able to market yourself and do something cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. me and, uh, me and Stanley are doing more stuff together in this upcoming uh, breakthrough season for oh. winter. So I'm gonna do a lot more sideline stuff, and um, I came up with Stanley, and actually um, also with uh, rents we're doing. Um, I'm doing like a uh, pretty much like an academic scholarship for them, oh, for cool. uh, for breakthrough and for uh, for game day. So um, his qualifications for being it, I mean, the it's on the podcast page. But um, you know Stanley wanted to do that too, and he just actually did that. He announced it like last week on his breakthrough page that you have to have a specific GPA now. Yeah, I've seen that. Yep. So um, you know we're doing that. And you know, me and Sang talked about it. It's good to get them sideline ready and like you know, camera yeah. ready. Yeah. So it's good. I love doing that. I had a bunch of kids on this, uh, podcast over the summer, and um, you know, with your friends, you know, the are little kids. But you know, even getting them ready behind the camera that's where it starts. And it never, it never too early to get ready behind the camera. And um, you know, this kids junk is getting deal. So you never know what might blow up, might put <laughs> them on the map. The
3: next baby, <laughs> my baby, my baby <laughs>
2: Gronk. next baby Gronk never know. So I like doing that, and um, it's definitely been more like my, my like forte i don't want to do that but i mean like i don't want to be this one thing but yeah. definitely football is my thing for sure yeah, yeah. And but um, that's
3: important like I'm saying like they don't have folks who will come out and do that mm-hmm. right or if they do they probably have to go initiate it or, mm-hmm. and pay somebody and go through these hoops and they don't have that touch or they're not you know like you actually know you know where the communities are you know where these kids come from so it gives that extra layer and they probably f- just feel more comfortable with you as opposed to this random person who's sticking a microphone in their face, like you both
4: benefit from it. You're benefiting yep. from it. They're benefiting from it, and um, like like you said, it, it all goes around. And like it's not like you're doing this for somebody else. One, you're doing it for you, for your brand and your your uh, your platform, but also put these kids on, like you said, teach them uh, media skills on the sidelines.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I had uh, one kid from uh, uh, I won't say his name just to save his face, but we did an interview, style interview, and he was so nervous. He uh, started. It was not good. I'm not going to lie. I was like, bro, let's relax. He started swearing. Um, he said a couple inappropriate words. And I'm like, you may not want to say that. <laughs> I was like,
3: but that's important too. Because yeah, again, him hearing, hearing that from you yeah. in, a, in a something that's a lot lower stakes, now he avoids that in a, in, in another a bit, possible situation. Yeah. You have the kids who might be a little older. They're going to go on these recruiting visits. They're going to be in front of coaches or in front of these people. And they, they might not know what to say. or They might not know what the difference is in this setting compared to that setting. Yeah, it can't happen. At an early age. And like as me just... And this is I guess now my education hat going back on. Like I'm a comm major. And I feel like being a comm studies major is is something that should be like a prereq for everybody. Like, you should have to take communications courses in school the same way you should take financial literacy, the same way you should take science or math. Like, that's a skill. Yeah. You have to know how to communicate. Yeah. It doesn't matter I what your job just, is. Yeah, I think you start live. in you high have school. You have middle, to be like, able to communicate effectively, mm-hmm. verbally, non-verbally. You got to know how to pick up cues. You got to know how to read a room. And, and obviously, it translates so much more into sports and athletics because you're in those situations more.
2: Yeah, and I think... Testament to what you said as well is where Stanley, i talked about it with Stanley. Yeah. He's, and so he's, he's so
3: good at that. He's so good at that.
2: A hundred percent. And we talked about how he's like, bro, like even when I came out with you, I feel comfortable with you because I know you know where I'm coming from. And he knows I'm not going to set him up. So yeah. like even if these kids it's mess up. moments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I'm posting that. Even if he blows up. Like Stanley knows I'm not going to do that to those kids. They know I'm from like the inner city too. So I think they feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. behind the mic like they're definitely being themselves opposed to like, maybe someone else doing who knows like there's a random guy there in the sideline you know so i definitely i think it helps out as well for sure and uh have you guys oh well, you said we kind of dealt with it already have you dealt with like, anybody like knowing you like in person like it's kind of cool. when i went to a game day with a bunch of like young kids and i came up like you're know, wearing the hat and the, the glasses and everyone knew who I was. They're like, "Oh my god, that's a kid from TikTok." Literally, that's where I heard <laughs> Mad Times. I'm like, "Damn, I post more on Instagram." I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Me too. You know they're on TikTok. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, have you dealt with those moments? Where you're like, "Oh, that's Cam," or something like that, or like. Um.
4: Yeah, I've I've had a few. Nothing like in like a crazy like uh, like scale like a you know someone like professional or something like that. But um, definitely what you football like this year. Um. I mean, I was a, I was a sideline reporter last year, but it was kind of like more like kind of like student newspaper type stuff. So it wasn't uh, as professional as I do now. So my role on the team is I'm a digital correspondent. So I'll do like a two minute package after the game with the highlights, stand ups, and all that stuff. And uh, post game sound from the coach players that play well. And um, I don't, I don't only really post that I post, I've been doing a lot of like roadie football like content. So uh, I did a video recently in the weight room. They ran mm-hmm. me through like a weight room uh, training session and, um, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Kasim Hill, who's the quarterback. I'm trying to get something like that on the field with him. But I've done stuff like that last year, so they've known me from that. But two of the videos that I posted recently kind of like blew up, and Barstool Roadie hit me up. I was gonna like, ask, yeah, yeah they, they dope, hit man. me up, and uh, shout out my boy Nando. He's he's um he's been running the accounts. He's great with like the algorithms and how to like get fan engagement to come in and stuff like that so he's like anytime you do something like that with football hit me up we'll collab on it and get you recognition Mm -hmm. so my last game actually i went i was just walking down like because i have like the media pass i'm in the locker rooms and i'm walking around and they're like i walked by and like no one like said anything like i'm boys with a few of the guys like like close friends but um i didn't see them at that point so i'm walking by and as i passed a few like uh, i think it was the offensive linemen and people from the offense but like they were like Yo, that's Cam's corner. Oh, that's Cam's <laughs> corner, and I'm like, I'm just, I, I kept walking. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's oh, a no, cool ass feeling. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think. Uh, in Johnston, I always get recognized in Johnston if, if I'm at a store or something. That's that's really cool to be recognized in my hometown. Like, and then people talking to me about Danny and and all that. So. Mm-hmm. That's right. Other than that, that's probably what I would say for that. I'm sure you do now, too, like you said, after games. Yeah,
3: yeah, I definitely had, like, you know, for instance, like when the Times came out on Thursday, you know, like I knew Brendan, he reached out to me for a couple quotes, but I didn't know it was going to be a story. I certainly didn't know it was going to be front page of the sports. I didn't know it was going to be what it was. I thought it was just going to be, like, a couple notes on the website. Uh, so that was cool because I didn't even know the paper was out. Uh, I had sold the link to the story, and then I had a couple of family members, like, hey, you're in the paper today, or, you know, after the fact, folks sent it to me. Uh, and that's cool, yeah. Like that's that's been, I think the again the dopest thing from this is just the amount of outreach and people who've reached out who, who I know aren't sports fans or PC fans, it's but too. it's just good to, to see and it's just like oh wow, like that's really really cool. And like I said at the like the PC game, just from Late Night Madness to the scrimmage, those folks who saw me at the first one, like oh Josh, hey, it's good to see you again. Like having those connections and yeah, it's very very humbling. It's it's one of those things where you kind of got to get used to it. You know, it's like you said at first, it's like it's easy to just kind of kind of keep your head down and then to yourself internally you're smiling big and having yeah. all these feelings yeah. but like it's yeah it's extremely humbling and also uh it's good it's it's affirmation mm-hmm. right it's saying like oh wow I must be doing a good job if these people who owe me absolutely nothing are complimenting me or have good things to say because they don't have to
2: yeah I need to get a uh, that paper and have you sign it gotcha you know? yeah, gotcha no, right. Got put it put up, it up right next here. to Tony Montana <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right there baby next to Iverson actually maybe in the sports room but um yeah uh I went to a, my boy Chris. He had a Bitcoin thing. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times. I'm going to go support him, him and Max. And some other guy was there. He's like, he's talking, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, this is my friend Effie. He has a podcast. Some other dude I know here was like, you're that podcast guy? I'm like, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's pretty cool. I, mean, I did not expect to hear that. So that's pretty dope. But, yeah, uh, it's pretty dope, man. I love to hear the success for you and Flanny. Oh, you and Flanny. And, um, you know, so get El back in this conversation. I, I've been holding this in for the sports podcast and off the NFL one. Do you still stand by you saying you would take Dak over Tua?
0: Do I still stand by that? <laughs> We're talking based you, on... The- you
2: and my guy, my guy Ross, he's also a Cowboys fan, asking the same thing. He said Dak over Tua, not even a question.
3: This what this was last year. This was before that, the season right? started. When yeah. when Tua was actively concussed. <laughs> no, no, no. This
2: was like during the oh, okay. off season.
4: Off, oh, okay. season, off right. season. Off season. <laughs> <laughs> They do. They do talk about Dak like he's the next Tom Brady on ESPN. It's he still, is on it's every, every single. Day, it's because it's because it's, it's the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. It yeah, is, it and is. that's the thing.
3: It is. It is. Um, every, I, yeah, every day it's the same. Like even my my fiance does knows nothing about sports, but knows Dak typically person? in the morning, like the the time I happen to be get, getting ready is when Get Up is on. Yeah. So like I will have get up in the background every day. She's like, they're talking about Dak again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. She she every couldn't day. pick Dak Ooh. out of a lineup, but yeah. she's like, they're talking about him again. I'm like,
0: yeah. It's like you have to. Um right now, oof, that's tough. Tough? <laughs> for me? Come on, bro. It's tough for me. <laughs> tough for
2: me. Um How's that even a thought, bro? Part of me loves that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your Jerry Jones, bro. You're Jerry no, Jones.
0: No, 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 but I said earlier. I said earlier in the podcast like if we got like you know what I'm saying, like if there was someone a bit better available, I wouldn't be against it. If I'm,
2: two was available.
0: If two, I don't Two is having a year. Two
3: is playing, well. playing well.
0: He's playing well. I can't say career-wise he's better than Dak.
4: Do you think he's like an established quarterback, or is he kind of still I up Tua, in the air? I
0: think two is an established quarterback, but I also think Dak's an established uh, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I would say Dak's an established, established quarterback. quarterback. I, think I, mean, he's, I don't think Dak's a tier one quarterback. I think he's no. a tier two, and I would probably put Tua as a tier two quarterback. I don't think he's, like, elite number one quarterback.
3: I think that's fair. I wouldn't argue that, and I think... Like, if you're saying, hey, if I'm drafting a team tomorrow, am I taking Tua or Dak? You take Tua. I two, two, yeah, you know yeah. Just of course. Those, the use, yeah. whatever, what you still can see. Obviously, those those concussions scare the shit out of me in terms yeah. of Tua. Um, and he has those moments every now and then. Thankfully, this year, he's cut down. And then when he throws the ball, you're like, yo, Tua, who the fuck were you throwing at? You? There's nobody <laughs> over there. Um, he has those moments, but he's still young. And yeah. I think I was having this conversation the other day. I think about it more in basketball terms. But even in the NFL, we don't give guys enough time to, yeah. to, to become a pro. Mm-hmm. Like basketball, if you're not the rookie of the year, they're sending you they're like, to like, oh. the Euro League. And it's just like, <laughs> yo, slow down. Yeah, football like the, is such, the, so short. The the it's like three yeah. years is the average mm-hmm. playing time. So it's like if you're not producing from day one, they want to get rid of you. And it's just like how realistic is that? Especially in the NFL quarterback. That's one of the hardest jobs in the world to be able to learn that. So I think like even Tua, he's still growing. Mm -hmm. He's still figuring out. He's still getting there. So like, yeah. pushing near 10, so it's like, <laughs> I <laughs> know, and that's why it's like... And that's why, yeah, that's why it's and like... And you have so much where I think people still are waiting to see Dak make that And jump. that's
0: the problem for me. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know I, that that jump's coming. Exactly, yeah. So that that's my issue with That doesn't mean he actually.
3: can't win a Super Bowl with mm-hmm. the Cowboys, because again, we've seen people do it with less but he's not going to wake up tomorrow and be Patrick Mahomes. No, exactly. It's not going to happen. I
0: think people, a lot of people are waiting for that still, and yeah. I'm not waiting for that. No, like, I, I don't.
3: And I, for, as a non-obviously... Never like the Cowboys. I was more of a Dak apologist early in his career because yeah. I'm like, Yo, he's not that bad. Yeah, he's he's probably a little better than people give him credit for. It. Give him some weapons, he can do X, Y, and Z good. But also, he's not going to turn into Patrick. Williams. No, it's just not.
4: Oh, well, you can Dak or Tua. I mean, I was like, I'm still kind of waiting. But I'm like
2: eight years, bro. How long can you yeah. wait? Yeah, like, no. I don't it's, know. It's, it's true though. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, M- MVP leading Tua. The, right?
0: My for me, like I said, for me, not to cut you off, Cam. No, no, no. For me. Like I said, if t- you get a full year of tour like this and I see it into next year, I'm t- I would, yeah, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: And and I like tour, so it's not like, but I have this, like, because Dak's not a trash quarterback. He's a solid he's not, quarterback. You not. get what I'm saying? I, yeah. So that's why it's like, you know, if I could see the consistency in tour, then I would be like, yeah, fuck it. Like, and it's well, so it's
3: hard not, to find a good quarterback in the end. Yeah, that too. That's,
0: so that's what hard. I'm saying. Like, you, so it's like, you can't yo, get you're rid of good. him for nothing.
3: And that's the thing. It's like, yo, we have a good quarterback. Sure, everybody wants a great quarterback, but mm-hmm. the alternative is not as a great quarterback. You can go from a good to an atrocious quarterback. So it's like, on the hierarchy of things, and again, this is where the team comes in, the coaching, all these different things. It has to all be slotted into it. But like the odds of you having that top-tier quarterback are it's probably three or four teams. Other yeah. than that, you got to take what you have and maximize the most by putting what you can around them. I think Dak is more of that. Like yeah. you really got to insulate him with a lot of protection, a lot of support. And he can win, but that's not different than most average quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. But just to clarify, when you guys say consistency with two, you're talking about his health because when two yeah, plays, just, he's got to stay on the field. He's yeah. always got to be on the, it's the when field. It's what he plays, but like mm-hmm. it's obviously when he. Yeah. Actually, I'm a dolphin. I say if if two gets hurt, we're fucked. And that's yeah. we're yeah, fucked. the thing.
3: The best ability is availability. Yeah. yeah. If you can't be out there, it doesn't matter yeah. how good. Look at Zion. Yeah. yeah no, it's true. Zion, yeah. But he doesn't play. Yeah. I can't <laughs> sit here and say he's better than John ja Morant, who's actually produced. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's just I think confused when people say consistency is like it's his performance is um, just there. Yeah. staying on the field, just staying on yeah. the field. The like. argument, the argument is so is more
4: recency bias because like obviously two was playing great and he's not hurt, but it's like you know Dak's Dak's had his fair share of injuries, but um, to say like I don't know like that's a tough like I was saying like they're like the same tier quarterback. They're not. It's not like one is eye poppingly better than the other one. It's like they're kind of like eh, like on yep. the same spectrum. But I would, I don't know like I think it's just Recent like recency bias to say like oh Tua by a landslide that's just my yeah
3: opinion. yeah cause I think if they're both tier 2 that's fine but the odds of next year Dak's probably gonna stay tier, tier 2 when Tua two two could the grow to be right? one. I think exactly. that, and that's the yes. difference where mm-hmm. you have one guy still so young still so early mm-hmm. still figuring out happens to also have this mastermind of a coach who seems to be pulling all the right strings yeah. for him not no. to no. mention McDaniels the weapons he has around amazing.
2: him yeah you're talking about the availability to go up to tier 1 Flanny, are you nervous? Hurts is dropping down. Dropping
3: from tier one. Would you consider Hurts tier one right now? Uh, I, I guess how many are in tier one, right? I, I say
0: there's Mahomes. I'd say I'd say Josh Allen, even though he hasn't done he he. he so i seen a meme. It was like he plays to the competition of whoever he's playing against. Yeah, he does because when yeah, he a an offense, he
2: fucking he goes yeah. off. Yeah, and then the
3: next week he'll play the Jets or whoever and have 16 turnovers. Yeah, you it's get what like, I'm saying? You know, and also it's his turnovers are... I think similar to the, what we saw from two at points or even with Daka points, it's like, yo, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things you get, and like you have, you know, I think of like a Brett Favre who had so many picks, but because he was just gunslinger and half the time you he could like, make it work, half the time he couldn't. And you got these other guys who are like, yo, what were you thinking? Yeah. And I, yeah, for me, I think I, if I today, do I think Hurts is still tier one? I think he's, I think I think he's, he's right he's on there. the line. Like, and my thing me. is like, again, how many other quarterbacks out there would I rather have other than him? There's not many. It's not Mahomes, many. sure. Burrow right now? No, oh. no. I'm taking Hurts. Justin Herbert right now? No, Hurts. No. Lamar Jackson right now? Like that? Mm, like who Hertz. is really? Yeah, no.
0: If you if you're going three, I would yeah, go Mahomes. Like If we're talking go... about
3: what is October twenty 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 three, how many guys are playing better than him that I would take? Not many. Yeah. So I like agree. I'm still I still feel fine with him. I do think this year. I think. Folks underestimated the the coaching change. I think for the team like, oh. as a whole, you get lot a new of offensive coordinator when you get a new defensive coordinator, it doesn't matter if all the pieces are the same cuz now the terminology changes, the cadence changes, how quickly we get out of the huddle, what the personnel looks like. There's so many other moving parts just how they talk to one another. So I think he's definitely feeling that. He hasn't used his legs much. I don't know if that's his decision. I don't know if that's coaching saying, hey, we just paid you a billion dollars. We need you to relax. But also that (laughs) stops him from being who he is. So I think it's a little bit of everything. We haven't looked great, but I'm not necessarily worried.
2: Yeah, you guys are fucking five and one. We're so pretty, yeah. it's like, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, I'm it's like you're five too, and one. But, but like I said,
0: if you if you've watched their games though, you can see they're not like they oh, haven't put it have, all together no. yet. So they're five and one, which is crazy for a yeah. team that hasn't put it all together you know,
3: yet. And that's the thing is, folks. Like you're five and one, you could be three and three. Sure, we could mm-hmm. also be six and zero. Oh. Yep. If we didn't turn the ball over four times and continuously give the Chets a chance to win, we're six and zero oh, going into this Miami game this week, feeling really good about things. Now, mm-hmm. granted, the schedule gets really, really difficult the rest of the year. It's the top five difficulty in schedule. But I'd rather be five and one going to that schedule and than then, three and three because mm-hmm. now you can feel better about things. You get guys healthy as the season goes on. I think we just need to run the damn ball. If we do that, you slow down games, you control it, you play to your strengths with your old line. So I think Hurts is fine. I'm not worried about him long term. I'm even not not even worried about him in this season. I just think he needs to get himself more acclimated, trust himself, what he did last year, and I think they'll be fine.
4: I think similar to like what else said too, just bouncing off of it like they had to kind of piece together like a 5-1 five, five record right now. The only team that I could think of off the top of my head that didn't have to really do that and kind of like show dominance at the beginning of the season was San Fran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's no team right now that you can be like,
3: wow, they're good. They're going to be Super Bowl contenders. It's no, all Because yeah, no then San Fran
4: goes
1: them. into Cleveland. And, and loses. Doesn't
0: Mind look good. Mind you, Deshaun, no Deshaun Watson, no Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah.
3: Chuck. So it's like, the, and it's funny because that game was so similar to that Eagles game. They go in a team mm-hmm. you should beat. You let them hang around. You have guys get banged up. Now you have your backups getting thrust in a role. You have a guy like Purdy, who I have no shade towards Brock Purdy. I think some folks think he's Joe Montana and you need to relax a little bit, <laughs> but I have yeah. no shade because he's doing it's, what he needs to do. Manage the game. Don't try to be a hero. Rely on your guys. But then a couple guys are out, and now you got to be a little better. Mm-hmm. You got to try. You got to step
0: up. That's, w- that's when. That's yeah. when those tier one guys. Our Exa- tier yes. one guys, exactly. you get what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly. that big difference where you have guys that go out, and that's when, because you can't rely on a guy in football to do it all himself. No. But when guys go down, like they lost Debo Samuel and McCaffrey, Trent Williams was out. So now you start to
3: lose guys. Like we had lost our whole right side was out. Yep. So it's like that. It's gonna bring you back down to earth. Yeah. And the the fact that if we if the turnover margin wasn't negative four, we probably still win the game, Mm -hmm. right? If obviously San Fran they hit that field goal, they win the game, game. six and zero. Nobody's yeah. No one's talking. We're not even having this discussion. And that's the thing with the NFL. It's like you know people say it all the time. Anybody can win any week. It's true. It's fucking professionals, man. They're all good. They all have jobs for a reason. The difference across the board is usually not like a man-for-man difference. It's the cumulative effect or the coaching or other factors. So, like, anybody can really beat anybody in the NFL. shouldn't be that much of a surprise. I don't think the NBA is that different. It's just these guys are pros. They're going to have off nights or they're going to have other nights where guys are just better. You can't read too
2: much into it. Yeah, definitely not. But, uh, you know, we're wrapping up on this one right here. It's two closing ones. Sunday night, who's winning, baby? Flaney, what do you think? I think
1: we, we got win. competition. We watching think, it together. I think
3: the Eagles win. I do think actually losing to the Jets last week was a little bit of a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Now it's a bit of a reset. Like okay, if we play like shit, we can actually lose. I think yeah. through five weeks, you don't lose. You're like oh well, we can always make it work. It's like actually no, you can actually lose if you don't show up. So I think that was a bit of a wake up call. We should be fairly healthy. I think Lane Johnson's going to play. He sprained his last today, week, right before
2: he got here. They said he's playing. Yeah,
3: so he's going to play. I don't know how healthy he'll be, but that's big. Obviously, your all pro right tackle. The defense is what I'm worried about. We're banged up at every level. We have no safeties. Slay's coming back, so we got our corners. I'm really hoping that they go and trade for somebody, a Justin Simmons, pick a Buda Baker, something. 'Cause the secondary would need help. But I think this week they win. I think coming back home, you're in the Lynx. Sunday Night Football, they're wearing the Kelly Green for hey, the first time. The Kelly so Green. they're gonna be in the best fucking uniforms ever. I was very disappointed to hear that the Dolphins weren't wearing their throwbacks. I don't get why not. Yeah. They could have wore their all white their white throwbacks are some of the best uniforms yeah. ever. That and the all Kelly right. Green would have been amazing. It would have been perfect. So don't I think yeah, them. I think with all the kind of energy in the building, them coming off that, everybody's been talking about them this week, I think they find a way to win.
2: Yeah, um I did a podcast with my girl Allie. shout out to Dolph Ricky. And um, we both actually said that uh we think we're losing this game. It's just uh then coming into it, Dolphins just beat well, I don't know what it is in prime time. They just fuck cannot win games in prime time. Pisses me off and you gotta do it as a team. Yeah. But um,
3: it's something but about it. the Giants. Who Please stop putting the Giants in prime time. Oh, oh, my Watch God. i did, oh, yeah. did you see the- They've had, uh, what, four-time prime games out of six? Yeah, it's crazy. Other, it's did like, you see what? the <laughs>
0: Christmas Eve game, I think? The Patriots and Broncos? That's Ooh. getting flexed, bro. That's You that that better flags. get rid of that fucking game no, 100% today. 100%,
2: because that game- Cowboys and Dolphins are playing that game. Yeah. How is that a f- fucking prime time game? Yes, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, Christmas? Rockwell, we got four, you,
3: we got all these basketball you, matchups to choose from. You, you want us to watch Rockwell.
2: this? <laughs> oh, wow. it's embarrassing. Like,
3: for yeah. a, well, I that mean, was like the Chicago Denver from last week. Everybody was talking about oh like my this. God. Who would watch this?
2: Crazy. Um, did not. But um, yeah, I think we're gonna lose that game. But end off this one, NFL Super Bowl predictions. L, what are you thinking? Cowboys offense, maybe let's get oh, it.
0: If it's, again, I'm not gonna. Uh, There's not gonna Super be a situation. Where, so, all right. So, ideally, this is how it's gonna go. We're gonna see the Eagles twice. Of course, we always do. We're gonna win both of those. Okay. Both. The, one, I, in the, I,
3: the one. in a couple weeks is where.
0: Uh, it's in Philly. Okay. It's in Philly. Yeah. So. Okay. That um, makes me feel better. That's gonna be a tough one
3: but it's the one at the end of the year may not mean mean may not mean anything because of when yeah
0: but divisional games especially against the eagles rivalry it's always a tough game but i think it's it's like it's like a grind so i I gotta pick my team um i think we'll run into the niners again at some point because they've had our number the past two years so i think (laughs)
3: according (laughs) to your guys they can't wait for that matchup
0: (laughs) (laughs) me too uh we'll run that back and we'll see a different see a different game plan hopefully um, so I, I'm gonna go Cowboys, and I'm gonna <laughs>
3: <laughs> back in the Super Bowl.
0: Deja vu. <laughs> Make go. sure you have this cut up ready.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna go Cowboys.
0: uh, I'm gonna go Cowboys and Dolphins. Let's
1: okay. get it,
3: baby. Cause I I don't know who comes out of the AFC. I was just thinking that that's a like, toss up. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't love. I it's. Kansas City is going to be Kansas City.
3: It's hard to bet against them, but yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any money on that. Yeah,
0: no, wouldn't. Because there's just there's no uh, there's no sure thing out the AFC for so, sure. There's
2: no sure thing yeah, in either yeah, one. I, but, yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, yeah. Unbiased so.
2: here you already cleaned them out of here. So it's really easy thinking? for you to say it now. What am I, what am I thinking? Um, oh, definitely easy
4: for me. I don't know. I like I said, I'm kind of checked out after having to watch the Giants <laughs> every week. But I think it's a little like too early. Um, Cam's ready for basketball season. Yeah, I'm so locked in for basketball. Like Knicks are probably going to upset me just as much as the Giants. But <laughs> ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm um, ready. I don't know. I mean, like I guess again, like the AFC, it's tough. It's like always a toss up. Um, me personally, I know people don't, but I love watching Kansas City play. I love Patrick. Me Holmes. too. Yeah. how, so can, you how can you not? How can you root against someone that's like? We're he got, witnessing history. So. He got the Swifties on the yeah. side, and he <laughs> plays the game. He plays the right that shit. The way too. That's the worst <laughs> part about yeah, football Swifties right on now. Side. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would say yeah, either Miami or Kansas. I'll, I'll take Kansas City just because of oh, if I was a betting buddy. man, I would take Kansas City. Sorry, Effie. but uh, so they anonymous
2: off the course of The NFC. Board.
4: I don't know, man. I mean, San, San Francisco in the NFC, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd probably if they, if they can keep up, you know, they're dominant. Yeah, I would
2: say San Fran, and, San Fran, and Kansas City. I would say that. I'm sticking with my prediction to Patrick in September. I'm booking my f- refundable flight. Yeah, yeah. Refundable hotel to Vegas. Fair it's refundable. upcoming soon. I'm going. Super Bowl's in Vegas and shit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Dallas yeah. <laughs> Eagles, we're going, baby. If that happens, yeah. Die, Mark. Sorry, baby. We got to go.
3: Pay for the trip when we get to the first crap state.
2: <laughs> I am going Miami over Niners, baby. Let's get it.
3: Uh, I'm going to just get this out of the way quick. NFC, I'm picking the Niners.
2: Yeah,
3: I obviously I'm an Eagles fan. I think they absolutely can get there. If I'm picking right now, I'm thinking those are the two. I mm-hmm. think Dallas. I think Dallas will make the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Which uh, even that is a lot for me usually to say. But yeah. the, <laughs> clock, the clock hits December and they figure out to play football. But I think they will make the playoffs, whether it is the division or wild card. I think both Philly and Dallas get in. Uh, I definitely think Philly can get back 100. percent If they get healthy defensively, get back to their identity, run the ball, I think they 100% can get back. Um, But if I pick today, I'm saying Niners. I think they're the most complete team in the NFC. That defense is loaded. That front line. Yeah, they don't get enough credit. Fred Warner is like a whole linebacking core by himself. I didn't know he was Spanish
2: first off. That's so. Oh, great I don't though. think I knew that either. Yeah, here's another a flat American uh, commercial.
3: Oh wow! I was like, "What the hell?" Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's an absolute beast. I think he's probably one of the most. He's not underrated, but I still think he's underrated in mm-hmm. terms of how good he is. In uh, that offense, McCaffrey, what is it? Thirteen? How many straight games touchdown? Right he's so good. Debo, I think Ayuk still has another level think, to reach. I think he's Cause he's the best wide receiver on that team by a mile. Yeah. So I think like yeah, Last year I was on his bandwagon I think I was a year earlier The year I before I think the year before too you Might have because I was yeah. drafting him I, mm-hmm. I, He was great in college I thought he was going to Tear it up last year It didn't translate But I think he's going to get there I like their weapons. I like Purdy. I have no, you know, he, he, he does what he needs to do. There's no shame. He's in, like
0: Jimmy in Garoppolo, kind of like he is, 2.0. He is,
3: he is. He is a little bit like Garoppolo in terms of, like, he's not going to make the mistake. He's going to manage the game. Uh, I think a little bit of, like, a obviously, he's not the athlete of Russell Wilson. But, mm-hmm. like, Russell Wilson on the Seattle teams was like, Russell, just do you. Don't make mistakes. Yeah, those, those so early teams, So, I think Purdy teams, can yep. be similar. Um, obviously, he's got to grow. Do I still, like, for instance, like, last year, even though we knocked him out of the game and he didn't play... I was like feasting on the fact that we were getting to play against him in Philly, yeah. And throw that. so I think if you throw him in the fire, obviously you still got to see something from him. But I think if San Fran stays healthy, they they got to be the favorite. They're probably yeah. the favorites. AFC for me is the big toss-up. Like it's it, I, how do you not say Kansas City, right? But I guess for the but, sake of switching just it up, make me feel good. No, So you would think Kansas City. I thought Cincinnati coming to the year. I thought this was Ooh. really going to be Cincinnati's they, year. They They've been disappointing. Buffalo I just can't trust you can't, Buffalo you can't I, trust I don't them. think I'll ever trust Buffalo nope. until I actually get there and do it Baltimore's another sneaky one where I thought if they could have stayed healthy they could have made a run There's no teams in the AFC that are like <laughs> confident in that but <laughs> I, I guess like, that brings back me here. to the one team who I think if they put it all together Jalen Ramsey's back this week he's not playing this week but he comes back now you get an all-pro Ooh, player Jayden. you throw him in the secondary he can play safety he yep. can play the slot he can play your number one guy outside. You have the depth up front. Tua stays healthy. Those playmakers are arguably the best in there. Uh Devon the a- I want to say Devon A-Chan, who the, for his entire yeah. life has been a A-Chain. chain. And I think I was the only person in the world who knew that from yeah. when he was at A. M. Now he scores touchdowns. He changes his name. But him the and the backfield. Mostert, most in start backfield. Together. McDaniel, I think, is that type of mastermind who also is not afraid to take chances, try different things. I think if they stay healthy, I think it's the Super Bowl's probably Niners and uh, Dolphins.
2: That'd be an entertaining one, at least. Um, yeah, not I'd, even I'd, not being The so first
3: time in my life I've ever uttered dolphins in Super Bowl. <laughs> but I think it could really, I really do think it could happen.
2: Yeah, I maybe. Mean, yeah, and I that's after
3: that losing tomorrow, I or Sunday. So I, I still yeah. think they the Dolph- yeah, can the- get there.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I predict. I think I predicted us like thirteen at four. You know, I don't think we're gonna go one game loss. You know, losses are gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah gonna happen. you, you, you want to get those them. out the way. Yeah, you learn from them, and get them out the way. You know, As long as it's competitive, as long as it's not another fucking Bills game. If it's not another Bills game, that's concerning. <laughs> you know, but if it's like a you lost my field goal, you're in it, the entire game, are, you live and you learn. But even if we like win, it's not that big of a deal. If we're going to lose some other one. We're not going to go fucking 16-1. It's, 16 gonna and one,
3: it's so. the NFL. It's going to happen. Yeah. You're probably better off having some, some losses at particular the points in the season mm-hmm. than trying to think you can run the table. But, yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I think it particularly it's now heightened a little bit where only the number one seed gets that uh, gets that home like field that. Right, Gets for the bye sure. And gets I all of that, that So yeah. I think that's another thing Where as long as you win division Then yeah Because I don't think You want to go to Buffalo Or I no, think you no. want to go To some of these places But if you can get that home field And have folks <laughs> coming down to Miami yeah. I think you feel confident
2: Oh I'll be There Losing my fucking mind <laughs> 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 get for Fucking second seed Hopefully first seed But even if we get home we hope fucking Host a game I'll be Absurd There Probably rocking Yeah that'll out be the first time
3: In ages That they oh, host, the ages. host a playoff game Host a playoff game
2: What the 90s. I mean, definitely yeah. never 2000s. Yeah, so no, name probably,
3: for probably Marino. Yeah, not Just for sure. It was Pennington or any of those bums. No, it idea. was
2: not. We were definitely all away games. No, actually, we did host a game. We did. And uh, Pennington, we owned this division when Brady got hurt. Okay. We got fucking mm. ransacked by the Ravens. <laughs> we lost like thirty to 13, <laughs> motherfuckers. They always kick her ass in the playoffs, bro. It's so fucking annoying. But that's why and
3: that's why Baltimore always is sneaky for me, because their fuckers. coaching is so good. Mm-hmm. They always show up when they need to. Lamar is such an enigma at the quarterback because he can do so many different things. Their defense is usually pretty good. So like they're one of those sneaky teams that you don't want to see them yeah. in the playoffs.
0: They'll make a run for
2: sure. Lamar deck. Oh God. Right now? L. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: The if,
0: problem if is
2: Lamar
3: Jackson was your quarterback tomorrow, you're the favorite to win the Super. Bowl. I know,
0: yeah. The problem is Lamar's not even running as much it, anymore. He's
2: not, no, he's not. I know. But, no, 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 no. but the fact that you have to think about it, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you get like the watered down, second, you get like the Kodak Black second. version of Lamar. He's still I the even Super get
0: Bowl
4: second. he's got the, that love connection to yeah.
3: Dak. I feel I I like do. I
0: was with that with
4: Eli. I do, I, I
0: Eli <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> outside of football, I feel like Dak is a solid ass dude. Like you know what I'm saying? For me, for me, it's hard to separate that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes but if if that if Lamar right now, I take Lamar. I take Lamar.
2: 100 percent I think I think Don't, you
0: asked me that like a year or two ago. I was maybe. like, Dak.
2: <laughs> Don't be the it's Falcons. Like a, <laughs> oh, we can ride with Riddler and make this fucking yo, contender. The
3: fun, the, I was watching McAfee's show the other day, and they were showing just all still images of Arthur Smith's face on all the interceptions <laughs> from Ritter. And it was so hilarious. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, yo, how bad is it? It's it's gotta be. But better. this is also where, and this is a big issue I have. I think of Zach Wilson, I think of all these guys, Trey Lance, all these guys who do absolutely nothing in college mm-hmm. or do something against terrible competition. Yeah, and you're like and come into the league and they're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna make you our number one pick and give mm-hmm. you a billion dollars. Like, yo, this person has done nothing in the college level. Like a Trey Lance played like ten games in college against fucking no offense, guys who played like one double A football. Yeah. Like, you think that guy's going to be now, like, it just doesn't. Carry your team. And and even Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Sure, he played at at Iowa State. So, he played against good competition. He played for a long time, put a lot of good things on tape, learned how to play the position. It's translated.
0: Mm -hmm. You can see it. You can see that the difference is drastic. There's a reason
3: why Brock Purdy's the quarterback and Trey Lance isn't
0: even on the team anymore. Yeah,
2: So... Well, he's gonna be your starting quarterback soon. Else, so get used to it. Hell no! <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing that I hate. As soon as I traded for him, I was like, "Bro, everybody!" The amount of texts I was got. So
0: funny. Oh, so Trey Lance, new Especially starting quarterback. If Dak looks I'm bad.
3: Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, give the reins to this guy who's never played. <laughs> sure. Probably
0: give me most, Cooper Rush. But the that is yeah.
3: In fucking <laughs> Cooper Rush, even when he won a couple games, they were like, stay with Cooper Rush. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but that's, uh, yeah, I will give Dak. I, I think I've always been an, uh, maybe an apologist for Dak because it's not easy to be the Cowboys quarterback. No, that's like, that's it's like not like easy Bailey's to be the shortstop. It's like, yeah.
4: Mac, Mac is terrible, but Bailey's worse. Yeah. Like, I don't know that's why what people think that. People are like, yeah, but, that be. but yeah, yeah, it's happy. Like, it's
3: easy to come in and have a couple game run when nobody knows who you are or what you do, what you don't do. Then you get on tape. I mean, it's like it's
2: not mm, the shut same. that down. Quick. Talking yeah. about sanity right there, essentially. Yeah, you, you dealt with it yourself. Insanity. Mm. Yep. That was That was a, good, that was right? a good period was in, in life. Life that was life, fun. life that was,
4: was, fun was great, man. <laughs> I was watching a thing on TikTok. It popped up the other day. Like they were interviewing him for like this documentary with the Knicks, like that 2000s team, mm. the 2013 team. Was, it, uh, was that a 30 10? for 30? I think it was. He they had did, one, They right? yeah. did do one, if yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. mistaken. But I like, feel like
0: there's been a couple. There was one on, like, Netflix, if I'm not hmm, mistaken, too. I want
4: to I want to watch the whole thing, but he, he were talking about how uh, his first few days with the Knicks, he'd walk into, like, oh, uh, the locker room, what and they'd know? be like...
0: You're like, where's your, where's
3: your, uh, your badge? <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> yeah, like,
4: oh, no, players don't have badges. And at least they like, what? Like... No, you need a badge. <laughs> and I'm like, I play for the team, and like yeah. they didn't realize like who
3: he was. Hey, that man was cooking. He that, was. That, there was that stretch was like insanity crazy. I, I was remember tuned that in locked in every Watching game. It, like yo, he's doing this against like the best players. Yeah, like, he, against it Kobe. Yeah, against, like, 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 it wasn't. And like there's something to be said about that. Like it's not easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's one game, like how many people can you grab off the street and say, can you go in an NBA game and score? a bucket
4: and my favorite growing up was Stefan Marbury watching yeah. him play yeah. I mean, he was like the first uh, I, I mean for me it was Carmelo but like point guard wise somebody like you know you don't really hear about obviously he did his thing in Minnesota but mm-hmm. he was a, he was a beast too oh, was,
3: man like, if the they never brought him in KG
0: up. Yeah. yeah that was oof.
3: Would been nuts. No, his cool. he's got a really good documentary, too, mm-hmm. about his I time in that. China. Yeah. And just because, yeah, I mean, when he grew up, he was obviously the guy, like, from he's a like young age and all there. that. <laughs> Went to Georgia Tech, had such a great career. Then, obviously, the, the way things panned out in the NBA, and a lot of it wasn't how good he was because he's always good. It was just fit or off-the-court stuff. Yeah. Then it's crazy. Yeah, he goes to China, pr- really humbles himself, and now he's got a statue. Like, yeah, yeah. they treat him like a king out there. Like,
2: and Anybody have those starberries? Nah, no, I no, never, never. Didn't dead. love him
0: that
2: much. Nah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> they didn't love him that much, but I do love the Dolphins this year, baby. We're taking home the Super Bowl over the Niners. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys coming through for the NFL podcast. Ran Longs, four of us can talk about sports hardcore. It's supposed to be a hybrid yeah. NFL and NBA. Yeah, we didn't even get to hoops. We didn't get to hoops yet. <laughs> I don't know. Cam's catching. We got to come back and talk come back and talk some hoops. But I uh, appreciate you guys coming through. Make sure you follow your But yeah, Flanny, make sure you catch him on a PC game. Make sure you catch my guy Cam. At URI, basketball season is coming up soon. You can catch them on ESPN.
4: ESPN Plus,
2: yep. ESPN hey. Plus, baby. Make sure you give them that like, subscribe, send them to the moon. And my guy, Young Charlie, we'll be here all <laughs> a lot in this off season, baby. Well, the season now. It's NBA starting up. Okay. Hope you do some uh, live casts. That'll be pretty cool. And um, let's oh, get it up, baby. That reminded and,
3: me. I did a when I had my podcast back in the day. Shout out to Professor Corey. We did a live one for. First game of the season, Haywood's first game. With the oh, 70s. my the goodness. worst one. It well, wasn't gonna... a good live podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was not about 10, minutes can... not a... 10 minutes of dead
1: air after 10 minutes <laughs> of holy shit. <laughs>
3: I can see, yeah.
2: That's, that's not good. That's not good. We'll run this real back with L saying that the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Don't want to break his heart, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year, baby. Let's get it up. Make sure you follow your boys. Send us to the moon. Esh get it, baby. Peace. But I but it